0: right hello welcome to adventures and lollygagging uh we are playing blade runner tonight we are continuing our memories of fire uh campaign steven is making fun of my hair but i really don't think he should be for reasons that i think are obvious uh it's awesome that's why uh but yeah we're uh we're playing some uh we're playing some some blade runner we uh we had we really fully explored the combat system uh last time around is in three different locations we had three different combats, to make matters worse, we had a fourth combat at the very end as we brought everyone together and uh, I nearly killed half the party uh, with uh, a single replicant, maybe? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think um, I think I just kind of, do you guys just want to get in? Do you remember how to play? You remember we good? We good to go? Yeah, yeah. Just dive right in?
1: Yeah, we, we got bodies to search. Do you entire- now? We'll- yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Okay uh so let's uh let's just dive right in uh there's a very good chance we're gonna have a downtime scene at some point this session so i figure uh, we don't necessarily need to do full character intros tonight so we'll go ahead and save it for then. so instead let's dive right into the summary last session uh last time around we picked up with arlie and lawton uh, who are fighting not with each other for once but off an ambush uh, of these kipple scavengers uh as you are again well east of the the sort of L.A. or downtown L.A. Arley took a terrible fall from this catwalk inside of uh, an abandoned factory. Uh, but you and Lawton did manage to prevail. Uh, one of the scavengers you left dead on the factory floor, but the others, I think, uh, ran off after some gunshots. One of them, I think, got, got hit by a gunshot, too. Everett and Faye had their own troubles over at Happy Jack's Casino, where... A pit boss named Isaac Allers uh, basically sicked his security personnel on you guys. You also didn't uh, identify yourselves as cops either, so they 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 kind of went after you. There's a small scuffle by the entrance. Faye, you did a good job of kind of keeping Everett protected. Uh, and then the two of you kind of escaped outside the casino. You used the crowd as cover. And then they the security kind of, kind of pulled off when they noticed that you went into uh, a... Uh, what's it called? A... Uh, uh a a a spinner, uh a cop car. Uh, I just noticed that I screwed up Ashley's uh Ashley's frame. I'll fix it. I was that- about
1: to message you and be like, you're like, in my frame, bro. I don't know
0: why. I I didn't change yours at all. It's so weird. All right, now I gotta fix it now because I'm I am so weird about it. What?
1: That yeah, doesn't make but that any sense. But while Jeff does that, we escaped in the spinner. Um I got to punch someone, so that was fantastic. And then we picked up Koji. And then we went to go meet with Arlie and Lawton. And I'm filling time with words. All right. All right.
0: Okay. Thank okay, you, that you. Thank God. All right. I'll okay, fix. Sorry. I don't know what happened. I just, I made, I made Derek's like extra big for some reason. I don't know. It's so weird. Uh, so yeah. So there's a small scuffle Uh, outside the casino. You got into your spinners. They pulled off once they saw that you went to the spinners. And uh, then, Koji, you are at Ty Walter's apartment who is like your main suspect for this arson case. Uh, and then upon trying to leave, however, you were hit over the head, knocked unconscious, you awoke not to maybe an hour later, but much of the physical evidence inside the apartment had been taken, surveillance shots, the printouts, this terminals you had hacked prior to prior uh, to, to leaving. Uh, eventually, all of you converged on this factory, concerned about this uh, this scavenger issue. Uh, and, um, yeah, and that's where you, while I think waiting for the rest of you to reinforce Lawton and Arley saw this, uh, trash barge coming in, they hid, they let it land. They watched these two figures, uh, kind of emerge from the, uh, from the barge and go into that factory. The rest of you, uh, eventually arrived. There was some debate, but you did eventually enter the factory Uh, The dead scavenger was left untouched. There was still that damage to the catwalk, all that kind of stuff. And upon searching, uh, especially on the second floor, you came under fire as it was actually Ty Walters, this ex-boxer, bouncer, uh, warehouse worker, uh, was firing at you on the second level. Uh, His accomplice was trying to flee with some sort of equipment, it looked like. Uh, There was a split fight that kind of took place in two different locations. The accomplice, I mean, honestly surprised and sort of beat the shit out of Faye and Lawton because uh, his strength and quickness was probably more than you expected. On the second floor, there's gunshots. It was basically a gun, uh, a shootout in a hallway. Uh, and I think it was Everett who landed the killing blow uh, right between the eyes of, uh, of Ty Lawton. Uh, Koji tried to reinforce Faye and you managed to draw uh, the, the sort of the ire. Like, otherwise, it's possible they could have uh, kind of killing blowed uh, both Faye and Lawton who were on the ground. Uh, this gave this bought time for Arlie and Everett and the uh, the figure kept trying to plead with Arlie to like, wake up, wake up, wake up. But nothing really came from it. And finally, you're able to knock this man unconscious. And uh, and in doing so, uh, you all took some injuries. I think Arlie actually has a, a fatal injury, but it's been treated. Uh, I think the other two. Uh, Lawton, you actually didn't take an injury. You just went down. No, I treated it. I I was pointing to myself to give myself credit. Fake fake lost her teeth, uh, I remember. So that was fun. Okay. So let's go ahead then and start up for tonight. Let's see. What do I want to do? So we'll do the classic cinematic. We open right now uh, with a sound. And uh, the sound of thunder kind of crackling. All throughout, and we see these storm clouds uh, over top of over top of the waste of the kipple, uh, kind of just cascading the, the static charge kicking to one to the next to the other. Uh, we, um, we see that kind of now familiar husk of a factory like hidden amongst those tall heaps uh, in the waste. You see this inky rain is falling, and the intensity is increasing and increasing uh, by the minute. Inside the factory, we see a steady stream of rainwater that's pouring onto this broken assembly floor. We see that above and around uh, that floor, this rusted catwalk is sort of swaying, kind of threatening to completely collapse. Koji and Everett, you're standing over the unconscious body of this short man, wearing coveralls, stained by what looks like old grime and fresh blood. You see a dirty red and white patch over his heart that reads Joe. And then underneath it, this faded insignia for just Los Angeles municipal municipal Wastes. Nearby, Faye Lawton, you're still kind of nursing your injuries a bit. Arlie, specifically, you're bleeding fairly heavily from your your gut wound. So we'll pick it up right there. What does everyone want to do?
2: Um, Everett will because something i think i wanted to do the end of last session he'll want to grab a pair of handcuffs like two pair just to be safe since this guy was punching through everything like he didn't care and he'll just go up and handcuff the unconscious uh, person
0: okay uh i don't remember if that's something that I'm, i'm assuming that's part of like your basic uh your your basic equipment so we'll say yes you managed to uh front or back everett uh, back. Okay. So we will say you, you kind of flip him over and you start to, to put the, the cuffs around him and he's still unconscious. He rolls over and yeah, he's bound. What next?
3: I'll point out to Arlie that like sack he dropped earlier. Uh,
4: yes, I will. I will go investigate that.
3: I'll go check up on our man upstairs. Let's okay. this place up. Right. I'll just I don't be, uh, know what you'll be
2: able to do
5: in the immediate vicinity. I don't want to go too far because I got pretty beat up and I'm tired, but I would just like to, I'll basically be policing everyone around the crime scene that this now is um, making sure that like evidence isn't uh, contaminated and things like that.
1: A is just kind of like leaned up against a wall at this point, And she's kind of like reaching out around her and she's just collecting whichever teeth have fallen out of her mouth. And she's gotcha. just putting them in a pocket in the front of her shirt.
0: So, so Koji went upstairs to check on Ty. Uh, where's Everett? I, I think I missed it. I'm sorry.
2: After he cuffed the uh, perpetrator, he's chain smoking of a storm because he just killed the guy.
0: Okay. All right. So Koji, you're going upstairs to check on Ty. Arlie, you're specifically looking at this, this, uh, what, what this, this guy, Joe, uh, according to his coveralls is carrying. All right. So we'll start with Arlie since that's the quickest thing you move over. Your stomach is still, you know, aching with pain. Like as a replicant, you still feel pain. You still bleed all those types of things. Uh, you are not a, a robot. Uh, so like you are suffering and in, in, in some significant pain, uh, but you nonetheless persevere, uh, and you, you move over, you kind of collect the, you collect what's on, you know, what he, what he had dropped. And you do see that he, that inside this sack, you, su- you do see, you see these sort of like off yellow, uh, like cakes, uh, that have been, um, that has sort of been wrapped up, uh, one sec. So when you're, when you're kind of, yeah, when you're looking in, you see what looks like these, these yellowish white, they're almost like waxy. Uh, When you look at them, they've been wrapped around with some sort of like, kind of like off, um, like translucent wrap, like wrapping, but you can see underneath it that there is this yellowish white waxy crystalline substance. And they're like these like chunky blocks uh, that are. Uh, not quite as big as like an actual brick for a house, uh, but close enough to it. Uh, And
4: Arlie would kind of take that and kind of look at it and then would go kind of looking for uh, Mr. Stone.
0: Okay. Uh, If you show Stone, Stone, you're not going to need a roll for this. You would be able to very quickly, uh, given the leads that you've had so far, recognize blocks of white phosphorus. Very quickly. And you would also probably say there, don't do much with it. Be careful. Uh, Though, what a replicant, how it would affect a replicant compared to uh, a human, you're not entirely sure. Uh, But be careful with it. Maybe don't bleed on it so much.
4: Uh, Well, no one has offered to do anything about my bleeding. So it seemed that I was just being. I bandaged you to the best of my ability. Well, yes. Thank you for uh, thank you for identifying this.
5: Yeah, white uh, white phosphorus. Um, Arlie, I never mind. I'll tell you later.
4: Uh, yes, Mr. Lawton, Mr. Stone, and Arlie will just sort of raise her voice to everyone. Uh, this is white phosphorus. Don't bleed on it. Or do anything else that could set it off.
5: Don't touch it at all if you see it.
0: All right, we'll oh, cut upstairs. Great. We're gonna cut upstairs. Uh, Koji, you went to check out Tyus corpse, uh, and you will see that he does not. He's wearing pretty nondescript clothing, uh, nothing too too fancy. It just looks like uh, it almost looks like he's he's wearing sweatpants of some kind, or at least like heavy pants. And he has like this very kind of crude jacket over top that's all patched up here and there. Um, you notice as you're kind of going through uh, on his corpse, if you're like fishing through pockets or, or whatnot, first of all, the gun is kind of an older gun. It's a it's a 357 Magnum. You pick it up, you can kind of take a look at it. You see that the serial number on the the bottom of the, the butt of the frame has been kind of partially filed off. Uh, you But you also notice that uh, sort of hanging from like the back of his like waistline. Uh, he had like some sort of utility belt around, uh, and you can see what actually looks to you, uh, like a, like a police truncheon or like a, you know, like a nightstick or a baton. Uh, and you see that uh, also hanging from the back. He's got these, these two, these this, this sort of small compartment, this little kind of leather, leather like or faux leather pack in the back. When you pop open the button and you kind of look inside, you see these two canisters uh go ahead and roll if you would like uh an intelligence plus firearms use the generic roll button at the top of your character sheet to to add it add it in uh, because you're kind of combining your intelligence plus your knowledge of like firearms and weaponry and things like that if that makes sense so at the very top of your character sheet there is a just looks just like dice you put your when you put your cursor over top of it it will say generic role and it'll let yep. you customize the role got it let me know how you do so intelligence firearms you said yeah so intelligence so give it a b uh that's your d10 and then firearms is a is a d so give it a d6 so you're rolling a d10 and a d6
3: yeah i'll just do to physical okay Got a seven, so it's one success.
0: Okay, uh, so you would be able to one one. That's all you need. Uh, you're pretty confident uh, that between these, uh, between what you're looking at in your you know in the pocket in that little pouch and that sort of baton, it looks like RDU gear. It looks like actual LAPD gear. It looks a little older model. It looks it's, it looks like it might have been used at some point, uh, but it definitely looks like RDU gear. And the last thing I'll say you notice as well, uh, that you can see for certain, if you if you kind of like look around, like move some of the uh some of what looks like torn-up clothing, uh, you do notice that he also has that wake-up tattoo, exactly where you you were kind of told to expect it, but you do see that.
3: Yeah, I'll bag up what I can. Take a couple pictures of the corpse, just confirm okay.
0: its tie. Fair enough. Uh and from uh from what you I think from what you all have been able to confirm, because I think at this point you're able to sort of get his his uh, his ID uh, confirmed. Uh, now, the one thing I will say, Koji, is that as you kind of get into your Kia, as you look at the images of Tai that were on the, uh, if you remember Mave's bar, we referenced Everett and Faye went there. There were uh, images of him uh, on the on the kind of this mural of like former boxing, uh, like like fight club champs in that in that bar uh, and other places that you've seen, like his ID card for uh, if you kind of dug into anything else and also probably just on his terminal. There's nothing in your database that you can find that suggests he was a replicant. He is not a known uh, kind of, you know, Nexus 8 model or something like that uh, that has, is missing. So as far as you know, you're not sure, but at the same time, who knows? So
3: we'll okay. just wrap things up, head back down.
0: Okay. So while he's gone, uh Arlay and Lawton have been kind of looking at this this phosphorus stuff. What about Everett and Faye?
1: Uh Faye goes over to like check on Everett to see how he's doing because he's kind of chain smoking and freaking out. And uh she does so by going, Hey, so That phosphorus stuff. So either somewhere in here, it was like halfway house, like they were holding it, or they produce it here.
2: Uh, I suppose they could also be trying to get rid of this place, but I don't know. We didn't see. I don't think we saw anything else that would suggest they were making it here. We should check. Did that barge? This is out of character. Did that barge they came in on stick around or did it leave again?
0: Yeah, it it, it parked, so it landed. Uh, and I should also say, you haven't actually ever done a full sweep of this of this place. Uh, it's a very large factory. You the first time Arley and Lawton came, they really only did the factory floor, the, the assembly room floor, which is what you're still at. You all went down like one hallway and then went upstairs through, uh, through the bathroom, uh, the women's bathroom, if I recall. Where there was like a collapsed floor, but there's still more than half of this place that you guys actually haven't explored.
2: Okay, Uh, then. Okay, yeah, then that would change whatever it would say. Um, Okay. Well, we could we could keep exploring this factory and see if there's somewhere this was supposed to go or where it came from. But I wonder who's waiting for us on the barge they came in on.
1: You really want to find out at this moment. Uh, and Faye's going to start heading out to go look and explore the place. And she's going to look over her shoulder. you coming?
2: Ever will just silently nod and pop his cigarettes back in his mouth to follow along.
1: Is this your first kill?
2: Oh, no, not even close, but never gets any easier, you know.
1: And, okay. and Faye, like, ponders it, but she kind of shakes her head like she disagrees.
0: All right. So the two of you start exploring a little bit more, uh, looking around, see if you can, like, kind of sweeping the place. Uh, and I will say no no rollness is necessary here. It's really just sort of a, a systematic room by room. Some rooms open, some rooms don't. Some rooms have doors, some rooms don't. Some rooms have absolutely nothing. There's nothing worth talking about. But eventually, the two if you do find a workshop. It seems to be sort of nestled uh, in a this hidden nook where you see like a a series of what looks like corrugated metal sheets were at some point placed in this uh, hole in the wall, kind of as covering. And you can see that they have been slid across, like slid, slid to open it up. But they were all like the the two of them were also here, uh, both Ty and, and this Joe character uh, were here as well. But it looks like this corrugated sheeting, this horrible rusted with all sorts of spray on it, had kind of been covering this this essentially a hole in the wall and you can see that as you go in like the shadows are pretty heavy here and i would imagine someone has a light the air like as you come in it's like it smells like oil and rust and as you look around you can see like this patchwork of of kind of peeling paint rusted metal like there's all these marks these deep scratches scorch marks even and it kind of gives you this idea of like like this is this place this is a place that has been used experimented within that kind of stuff it's a very small room, though, and almost kind of claustrophobic. Uh, you can see that the shelves are relatively uh, revit- relatively, filled. There's a handful of them with like kind of crates and, and things like that. Uh, peeking through them, sort of tools, parts that you can see sticking out. Nothing uh, immediately catches the eye as you're just doing a quick cursory glance. In the center, you can see this big old workbench that's basically dominating the space. It's this, and it's very battered, it's very scarred. You can see stains of all sorts of different things are on top of it. And you can see there's a, a few, like what looks like half finished projects that are kind of on the bench and other or else uh, other places here and there on like these little milk crate carton thingies. Um, and as you're shining around, you do notice one thing kind of ca- one thing does immediately catch your attention is that you see this kind of graffiti scrawled kind of crudely across the wall letters are again that jagged kind of angular look almost aggressive in like how intensely it's been written and it's got that same kind of message that you've seen on these these tattoos um, so that's what you all see when you when you find this workshop um, if you would like you can roll uh, I mean if there's something specific you can look at if you just want kind of a take a, a basic very systematic methodical approach you can just roll observation as you're moving around so either Uh, one of you can roll that and the other person can take advantage or you can just both roll it whatever you prefer is fine with me
1: we have the same let's just both roll
2: okay we're both rolling observation correct
5: Yep. yep
1: okay Damn,
2: Everett. That's, uh, yeah, three successes. I'm, like, trying to make sure I didn't...
0: Okay. Uh, How did you do, Faye? Zero? Yeah, zero. Okay, so, Faye, we're going to say you are kind of going through uh, the various... um, the various crates and things that are kind of set up on the wall. Uh, I'll say all you really find is this metal case, uh, that as you take a look at it, it's like, uh, it's got like these, these warning, uh, these warning labels on it and stuff. And you mm-hmm. can see that it's, it looks like it was a, a safety case where maybe some of those blocks that Arlie and Lawton had looked at were probably hid. So it's nothing, no, no necessarily no in, new information for you, but it is what looks to be a kind of a protected case for it. Got it. Everett, meanwhile, uh, you find a few things. Uh, you find a chemplast uniform, uh, this kind of branded coveralls that you can see that are worn by warehouse workers. Uh, you can see that there is also this protective kind of environmental protections type suit in here, uh, kind of hung up at one point. Almost as you're kind of sh- shining the light around, you you see you almost see like a, a person in here, and you kind of start for a second, and then you realize it's just the suit hanging from the wall. And then, uh, as you are kind of messing around with the workbench. Uh, you notice this small catch on one of the drawers and you manage to pry it open. And you can see like inside, there's this like hidden compartment. And you find this this small device uh, that I would say you probably don't immediately recognize. It's, it looks to be some, uh, some sort of hastily thrown together uh, piece of electronic tech that doesn't seem to be like a model of any kind. It looks to have been jury rigged in some way. Uh, you can roll tech if you want, uh, or you can like bring it to Lawton and I would say Lawton would probably be able to identify it pretty easily without even a roll. But if you wanted to roll tech right now, you can, can kind of get a, an idea for it.
2: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll like message it out on the Kia and do my, and use a tech roll just for flavor of describing it to everyone. Cool. It's exactly what I wanted. Uh, so You're pretty Everett's sure he's
0: talking be- about a box of tissues, yeah? <laughs> uh I would say the the verbal description is probably not enough, but you do have the you have the ability to take a picture of it and sort of send it in a way, like a send like a text message picture if you want. I'll yeah, that's what he's going to do. Okay. He's just going to be like,
2: "I found this really weird lighter. I'm going to use it."
0: <laughs> so. When Lawton, you do get up, you'd notice that uh, you would probably piece together this is a remote detonator. Uh, you're pretty confident uh, it seems to it seems to be sending out a signal uh, like it, 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 it's sort of keyed to sync like send out like a radio signal and it's not uh, it's not necessarily um, you don't know if it's it's obviously active right now, but one of the things I would say, Lawton, if you wanted to roll a tech, there might be more information you can get other than just identifying it. That makes sense.
4: I was gonna laugh if Stone just sort of sat and like everybody just kept bringing him things like, "Hey, what do you think this is?" "Hey, what do you think this is?" <laughs> you just gonna.
0: I set up a desk.
4: So. <laughs> right.
5: Uh, one success.
0: Okay. One of the things you're confident of is that this was this was somewhat jerry rigged, but at the same time, you do see actually what looks like component parts from old RDU tech, like tropical detection unit like LAPD tech in here that is not a lighter
5: do not press that button it may be active it may not be active but that will it's a detonator we could definitely be blowing something up
2: okay there you go I'll just hand it over humble with it a little bit Uh, okay
5: uh, how do I deactivate this I, so I want to try and uh, just clip the wires, take off the battery pack, uh, at least deactivate the trigger so it won't go off accidentally.
0: That's fine. You, no no extra roll necessary. Your one success is enough to be able... It doesn't seem like in and of itself. It's not a dead man's switch, and it's not even right. in a dead man's yeah. hand. So it's easy enough for you to just make sure it's not connected. Um, I would also say with Lawton here, like his tech, tech expertise, you look around at some of those milk crates, you see these other devices... You can definitely see that someone has been working on various uh, casings for bombs in here. They were uh, planning for a big
2: 4th uh, of July party, it looks like. Oh, it looks like Phase Hunch was right here. I was just thinking that this is a shithole.
1: I've done drug busts before, you know? I presume the- bombs are like an extension.
5: It looks like we've gotten most of them, but who knows? There might be a few of them already placed. Uh, We don't know their whereabouts. We should start uh, doing some forensics, trying to get tech signatures from each of these and definitely put out alerts. So I would like to start scanning a lot of this tech uh, and uploading it as evidence.
0: Yeah. And I would say that doesn't actually take too long as you, when you go through it in terms of like what's actually, uh, intact, uh, but you can, you can very quickly take, you know, these images within this room. There's like, again there's only a handful of these, these milk crates and you can tell like doing the counting, it looks like there were, there were three casings, uh, that are in, in relative states of, of construction. Um, and also what looks like maybe experiments, in terms of like trying to get certain things exactly right. And you can tell like some of the, some of the casing, some of the metal has been ruptured in some way. You would imagine maybe they, 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 they practice somewhere out here and it just didn't work out the way they wanted, or they kind of learn from it. Uh, but you take pictures of all of that on the shelves that Faye was looking at. All, all there is, is the, the, the actual metal case, the protective case for it uh, for the, for the phosphorus. And then there's just tools. Uh, And so you're able to, as best you can, just kind of log all of that. And then you upload it, you said. So this does raise a question uh, that I think I should address. There are two dead people at this site, one of whom was a uh, suspect in this arson case. And what you learned is a murder of a former LAPD uh, official and now private security consultant for Wallace Gore and ChemPlasts. Have you all notified LAPD? Have you requested additional units to come out here and do a full forensic sweep of the building? Uh, What do you also think? The other question is, what do you do with this? You have this witness. We have this accomplice here, unconscious, currently inbound. Do you try to interrogate him here? Do you take him back to LAPD? So walk me through what's happening.
5: I think especially seeing all these bombs, this isn't something that we can keep under wraps or uh, even wait. Because there is a chance that there are more bombs out there or that there's another accomplice. We don't know. Uh, so I, I would definitely say we need to start uh, calling in for backup, doing a full sweep.
4: I I hear what you say. My, my concern is that, did you not say that there is RDU tech that was part of these bombs? Yeah. So there, there is the possibility that there could be rogue agents within the Force that are involved in this. So that raises the possibility that this might be something we want to address.
2: Well, if you're concerned that they'll make a move against us while everyone's here, that'd be foolish on their part, because the, the less corrupt guys would at least outnumber them.
5: This text seems old, too. And chances are... It, it could be, what was his name, Monty, who was the cop?
1: Monty Croyle?
5: Monty Croyle, yeah. We know Monty was crooked. It could be that he was their source. Although they wanted to kill him, didn't they? Indeed. Yeah. There, There's definitely something twisted, but I don't think it changes the fact that we have to call this in.
4: I, I would... What about potentially doing a bit of interrogation before?
2: I'm with Arlie. I'm with the kid on this one. This person already hates the PD. Maybe Koji and I could soften him up a little bit or something, or anybody who's got a crack at interrogating. You
3: got going to take him back to the LPD. He said he wouldn't talk to us. I'll
5: he say would, you have at least 15 talk to minutes
2: us. before, we, before talk people... To Arlie. Come. That's Sorry. a good point. That's a good point. Though he may just try to convert Arlie to his belief system, but it could be our best shot.
4: He could certainly try. Mr. Stone?
5: Uh, I'd say it'd be at least 15 minutes before the forensics team gets here. So if you want to talk to him, I say start talking.
4: I can accomplish a lot of conversation in 15 minutes. So
3: I'll get on the Kia here. Get on dispatch. We'll some... Reinforcements for the scene. Trying to get okay. an interrogation room back at the
0: LAPD. So, uh, so you're requesting people come. That's no problem. And then you're and you're also saying. So, so are you saying? Are you just re, are you just telling everything that happened? That yeah, suspect. I'm not, on I'm not scene? trying to hide anything. Okay, as long as you're not hiding. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so then, so then the then I guess the other question is: Are you taking this this man into one of your spinners, and are we sh- changing changing scenes? changing shifts, going back to LAPD right now, or are you trying to do something on site first before moving him? The latter. Okay. Okay. Uh, We are
4: assuming that we've restrained him. Our hope is that we've restrained him sufficiently.
0: He is, he is restrained as far as you can tell. Faye and I mean, I think everyone actually saw him. He is extraordinarily strong. Yeah. And he is not a very big man. Uh he is uh you would probably peg him at maybe like five foot three, five foot four. He's very short. Uh but he is stocky at the same time. And his strength was more than Fey. Faye, you're you're very very large, professional, like you're you're a kickboxer, you you know, Karama Girl, you yeah. all that kind of stuff. And he was able to kind of move through you pretty quickly. I I would say it's fair to, it's it's fair to say that all of you are probably very clearly under the suspicion that this guy is a replicant. Now, if you start scanning through the databases for him, if you get his his likeness, his face, and you go through as best you can through your Kia, again, just like Ty, he is not showing up on the known Nexus 8 models that are kind of wanted. uh, None of them's popping up. Uh, So his face doesn't show. Uh, I'll need a medical aid roll to rouse him. If somebody wants to do that,
5: uh, I can do that unless someone else wants to. All right,
0: someone keep
4: a gun her, on him just in case. Shot.
0: Okay, so I'm just going to say if if this role fails, you won't be able to rouse him until you, and then you'll have to interrogate him back at LAPD. That's that's what's at stake.
4: Okay, that's fair.
5: I'm not going to fail, Jeff.
0: Just just saying.
5: One success.
0: Okay, so. Who has a gun on him? Does somebody have a gun on him? I wouldn't wake him unless someone has a gun on him. Yeah, <laughs> Everett I, I, will
2: reluctantly have his gun.
0: All right, Everett, uh, you have the gun out, hand maybe shaking slightly as you had just used it to kill Ty, uh, within the last hour. And Lawton, you uh you kind of get down there, you're patching up. Where's Faye, Koji, and Arlie in all of this as Lawton bends down to to lend aid and rouse this guy?
1: Uh, Faye's probably standing behind him, and she also has her weapon drawn.
3: Okay. Uh, Arlie and Koji. I'll be sort of outside, trying to flag down location. Okay. So, Koji's outside. Uh, Lawton, Everett, Faye.
0: What about Arlie?
4: Uh, Arlie would try to kind of move Faye kind of out of his immediate eyeline. So that like she's still very close okay. to firing, but kind of Arlie kind of wants to be what he sees when he comes to, not okay. a gun.
0: So you you bring up so you manage to, to to rouse him. Two people have guns out and ready. Arlie, you're doing your best to sort of obscure it, but the four of you are inside. Coach is going outside, the flag down, and search for the reinforcements that are coming in. In a moment or so, it doesn't take long for him to wake, and when he does, he's immediately kind of thrashing around. At this point, uh, you can see he's sort of spitting up what looks like a little bit of blood uh, and a little bit of saliva just kind of starts dripping down in this almost pinkish goo. Uh, And he looks up at you all and he spits in your direction.
4: Got about 15 minutes. There is information that you would like to share with us before everyone else arrives. I'm all ears. He
0: just kind of looks up at you, shakes his head and he just is like, Wake up. That's all he says to you. Wake now, up to what? Now, I want, so is Arlie the only one who's going to be doing questioning at this point? Is anybody else going to to do anything here? Is it just going to be Arlie?
5: I would like to be present for it. Uh, I'm probably not going to do much talking. I have decent gotcha. insight, so I just want to try and read the guy.
0: Okay. Uh, so roll that insight. Everett and Faye, what do you want to do? Um
1: go
2: ahead I was gonna say i have good I have good insight in manipulation and empathy, but I liked the approach of letting since he's since this guy's not very fond of people uh I don't know Everett might jump in and try to help Arlie if he he thinks that she needs it, but otherwise he's just gonna stay quiet and out of the way
0: okay uh so Arlie, you're going to be the one to roll the manipulation test, and unless Faye or Everett are kind of contributing to the question, to the question, you're going to be rolling it. Uh, you're actually going to be able to roll it at advantage, uh, as he recognizes in you a kindred replicant, most likely. Uh, but no, no other bonuses besides that.
4: Okay, and this is manipulation, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah. So it's just a
4: oh. Crap.
0: That would be a fail. You can push? I can't. Oh, you can't push... because You can't push rolls because you're a replicant. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have, I have Wait, one resolve push. left is... and it's automatic. It's a resolve. She has an issue with resolve. She loses resolve if she pushes. And, and I only have remember.
4: one resolve left.
0: Oh, like automatically you just lose one? Yeah. I think yep. you just... You just get broken, right? Why don't you just take a... a that doesn't uh, sound a... right. What do you, uh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to remember... Yeah.
4: Sorry. Okay. Uh,
0: if you don't push, then he's just going to look up at you and he's going to have this angry, confused... And I would say... And you would say he's both angry. Like, you can probably kind of... Like, anger is obvious, but you also see him sort of... His eyes kind of darting around here and there. And then every now and then he kind of shakes his head as like bits of sweat kind of drip down into his eyes and he just sort of shakes his head and he kind of looks like he's sort of drifting and his eyes. You notice just sort of start to, to dilate ever so slightly. And he's just sort of like looking past everybody. He seems both angry and confused, uh, but nothing beyond that. Uh, so unless someone's doing anything else, Arlie, I, do I, you say?
4: I, yeah, I, I'll take the risk. Um, can I grab an audience dice to, up one of the die? Or I already have an advantage, so just leave it as an advantage and push.
0: It is just an advantage, so you're just pushing.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I was looking at the rules, just double check. Yeah, thanks, man. And Replicant says they always suffer stress instead of damage when Go rolling ahead. a unicorn. And they can oh, re-roll, so push twice. Okay, so it's
0: only if you roll the unicorn. So it's only if you roll the one. So you, so you are risking it, but you know, it is advantage, though. So as long as you don't roll two, you should be fine. Okay, one success. All right, you get one success. So he kind of looks up at you, and you just you just you let off by just saying, "You know, if you have something to say, say it." And he just looks up at you and he's like,
1: "Why would I
0: say anything to you?" He's just kind of staring up at you. You're sheep. You're sheep. That's all you are. You're just some some pet. These corrupt, fucking, what are they called? Blade runners. Cops. Why would I fucking talk to you? Go back to sleep, sheep.
4: We woke you to give you an opportunity to share information that you might want to provide to us that we might be able to follow up on before everyone else arrives. If we were just sheep, we would have left you asleep and you would have woken up. Back at HQ.
0: Why would I fucking talk to you? What do I have? What reason do I have to say anything to you people?
4: We have been investigating what's been happening, and we are genuinely interested if there is something beyond blade running that needs to be looked at needs to be investigated needs to be dug into
0: he's just shaking his head you got to start being more more to the point with it you got to start asking more specific questions if you're just asking him to volunteer information you're not gonna like even with your success he's not gonna you have to be more specific than that
4: and because i saw this in chat i'll kind of pretend that kind of Faye kind of mentioned um one thing that we would like to know is if you are bit fiend
0: kind of you can see like his head kind of leans back and i would say lot i'm going to carry over your insight he genuinely it was a genuine moment of like he he's he's demonstrated this kind of Uh, this, these kind of lapses of concentration where he just sort of like almost seems like he's sort of distracted by something just for like a couple seconds. And then he kind of comes back. Uh, but at the mention of that, her, his head just sort of kind of looks up. He gives Arlie like a a quizzical look it's like, not only you corrupt, but you're fucking useless. I don't even know what the hell that means. And Lawton, you believe him.
4: Where were you going with all of this? What was the next target?
0: (laughs) Someone very deserving, I can guarantee you. Croyle wasn't the only one. (laughs) There were others that were there. (laughs) There were so many others. Some of you might even have been there. Maybe you had your uniforms on back in those days.
4: Been where? Are any of these already out? Waiting to go off.
0: <laughs> he just kind of grins and chuckles. But again, Lawton, I'll roll over your insight. He, he's posturing a little bit. Uh, Lawton, what was your question? Been where? He said, You may have been there. I said, Been where? His head just jerks towards you like this incredibly fast movement and he's like don't you fucking know already I want to bring people
5: in tell me what happened we'll bring him in
0: alright Lawton roll I'll, you can go ahead and roll a manipulation as well I'm sorry Melissa I'm not trying to
4: oh no I'm just not looking to <laughs> the only one talking to him we're all here
0: four of you are there. You're welcome to... I'm pushing. Okay.
4: Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay. And all he says is... He just looks up as you kind of, like, stare at him. You've had years. You've had years to bring him in, and you didn't. Not only did you not bring him in, but you stood by, and you let them get stronger... You let them get more powerful. You let them rise up in the ranks of this bureaucracy on the corpses of my brothers and my sisters. Yeah, I don't believe you're going to do shit. And he spits at Lawton. Uh, Faye
1: is... What's so? This is an Ashley question. What's the name of the lady who uh, was involved in the cover up with Hoyt and Zemke? Uh, you
0: don't
3: know Co- that info. Koji, have you shared but that? It's no, I didn't share it, but for Ashley, it was Lena Kova.
4: Yeah,
1: okay. Oh, but I Faye does not okay, got it. But okay, Koji that's hasn't why I shared didn't, it why guys, I didn't and... write it in my notes yeah. yet because I don't know yet. Okay. Um, then Faye's gonna kind of like step behind Arlie and she's where's Warwick?
0: You see, he kind of, his head sort of shifts a bit. And for a moment, you see like less anger, more confusion. What? What do you know? What? What? What do you. What?
1: Where's Warwick? He has that tattoo.
0: He kind of thinks, work. Uh, And he just looks really confused. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, 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 he was there. (laughs) And he kind of looks up at you. And uh, he says, friend of yours. Yeah. I imagine... He's got a task too. <laughs> you think we were the only ones? Do you know many there were of us that day? Dozens. Dozens. They build us to survive. They build us to be tougher than you. You humans. You fragile things. There were dozens of us. You think some of us weren't going to survive? <laughs> How well do you know your friend? Not as well as you think.
1: <laughs> Apparently, and like, and phase stressed out, and she goes, "Did you guys already get Semki?" Then
3: you'll get his.
0: Just a little Lord dwarf so far. He'll get his. <laughs> He's just a little fish, anyway.
1: He's why? Why did they one. kill? Why did they kill Meiji then?
0: You see his head start to twitch. No. What? Worked? Didn't. What? Again, he, he's just looking so incredibly confused right now, like an old man trying to like sort out mm-hmm. a memory, like like almost like a like a like a dementia patient, just kind of lapsing in and out of concentration, you know, where it just doesn't seem like he has like full focus. And you ask him these these curveball questions or you ask him something that just does, doesn't ring true and his face just kind of scrunches up and he almost has this like this lost look as his face kind of contorts. It's almost like you can almost sort of empathize at some point. He almost looks like far away and confused but he kind of shakes his head. He d- doesn't seem to register it. Major, me, I don't know. She wasn't one of us she wasn't was she at the farm
1: i i they burned her alive
0: i don't i don't know that name
1: she was she was LAPD
0: well well she was there then she was one of the ones burning doing the burning not one of the burnt oh, so i don't she, give a fuck what happened to her
1: she deserves
0: it her? I don't care.
1: No, you guys didn't deserve how you were treated, and people don't deserve to be burned either. Where's? Just tell me where can I find Warwick? I don't. I don't give a shit about the rest of it.
0: I'll give you an empathy. You can take a manipulation test if you want.
1: I'll do it.
4: Somebody's um, got to start rolling. Well,
1: hopefully, can I have a? I mean, if you guys would have bomb? teamed
0: up into the beginning and stuff, you know, yeah, could have gotten some bonuses and things. And also, you uh, guys yeah, you have can, guns out while you're questioning him, just so you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's really I have a bad
4: again.
0: look. <laughs> it's really bad look. Yeah,
4: you can I you can would say he if you, knocked their
0: teeth you, out though. I think yeah, we should keep the guns out. Me. No, no, no. Someone else did. Uh if I recall, oh, yeah, someone he, I think someone else knocked Faye's teeth out. Uh she just kinda broke your he just kinda broke your nose. And to be fair, you did charge him. Um
1: No, he's the like guy who roll, broke my teeth.
0: No, he didn't break your teeth. Somebody else crit failed as they were kind of going. And I remember it was like a like a shock electrical. electrical oh. thing. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, 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 um, was Faye, yeah.
0: And hit and hit Faye instead. Uh, so I'm going to say you've got your gun out. You're rolling at disadvantage as you're rolling in sort of a, like you're asking these questions, but you've got your gun out. Like Oh, it's I've not- got
1: disadvantage to manipulation anyways, because my teeth.
0: Oh, that's true. Well, there you go. You're spinning teeth.
1: <laughs> you no. Can I have yeah. one to click advantage to just have it be zeroed out?
0: Uh, you're not. No. 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 Oh, got it. Okay.
1: okay. Because it's you because you, you have
0: your teeth thing and you have a gun thing. One dice
4: is a gun. Okay, that
1: suddenly okay.
0: you're, rolling, you're rolling. It's so upping
4: the like the dice that you have. So it's still a disadvantage. It's just um, like d six to a, a D8 dice boost. Yeah, we do like wow. a, a
0: dh.
1: I was oh. wondering. I forgot how we were doing it. Uh, I clicked roll, but it's pending.
4: I did not hear or see anything.
0: Just, just when this happens, just use the manual or rolls to the bottom, right?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Whatever dice size it is, you just
1: I need six or above. Gates.
4: Okay. Did you roll disadvantage?
1: Uh, I can't, so it's I don't pass. I just got a, a five roll, and a six, so I take the roll, worst.
0: Roll, roll another, roll, roll another D eight.
4: yeah, it works okay. differently.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I don't know where Warwick is. That's not how this works. I don't know where he is. He doesn't know where we are. So that when this happens, and you. You people, you catch one of us. We couldn't even say where we are, even if we fucking wanted to. Your friend, you call him friend. I doubt he calls you the same. Maybe to your face, but behind it, behind your back, he calls you something different. No, no, no. I don't know where he's at. But he's my brother, and I sure as shit am not going to sell him out to you. Even if I could, he's gonna make someone burn. Make someone who deserves it burn.
1: Fuck you, in, fuck in you
0: and fuck you too. He spits at you as well.
1: She doesn't give a shit, and she's gonna walk out and stand with Koji.
0: Okay. Uh, Everett
2: will step in from wherever he's been standing out of sight, and he'll holster his gun, and he'll offer. A, he'll hold out his pack of smokes and be like you smoke
0: kind of leans his head out and like he's still dripping that's and he kind of opens his mouth he's bound so he can't grab it with his hands but he leans up yeah
2: he'll um, Everett will extend the pack so that he can pull it out with his mouth so he doesn't get his finger bit off and then he'll light the cigarette
0: see. Then Everett will you just
2: smoke? he'll squat down next to him and he'll and Everett'll say. I get it. You don't like people. We're complicated. We're fucked up. We make things worse usually. Humor me. You said we should be a, should have been doing something years ago, taking people out instead of letting them climb the bureaucracy. Give us names, because again, humor me. Either we end up surprising you and trying to make shit less fucked up or we die trying. Either way you get what you want, right?
0: Okay. You can make it now too. make a manipulation.
4: Would There's you a certain like number of successes
0: Thanks I'm boost. looking for amongst all of you. <laughs>
4: and we haven't gotten there yet. No, you've gotten Wait. some
0: in for, he said some stuff. He's confirmed <laughs> yeah, some yeah, stuff. Yeah. He doesn't know what yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah. but like
2: interrogation if, is I, supposed
0: to necessarily be easy. So,
2: how would a dice? I can't boost past a twelve, so I wouldn't be able to use it, right? Because I have two twelves. Just roll your two twelves. Wow, good to go. you right. should be
4: the one up here. What am I doing? I'm talking?
2: Well, I really like the strategy of I got two successes. <laughs> I really like the Arlie replicant connection <laughs> thing. Let
0: yeah, the shitty people minute. go in first. Bad cop, good cop. Okay, uh, and I'll say you gave him a cigarette. Come up. You're playing the good cop. Everyone else was playing incompetent cop, and then you come up. Oh, come on. <laughs>
4: And you come up
0: and you start asking questions. And he's just like, you want names? You want names? You think if I give them to you, anything's going to happen?
2: Like I said, humor me. Worst I could do was die, right?
0: You know this all started because we tried to talk to you people. We tried to be peaceful. We came out, we came out from the shadows. We made a deal with Wallace Corp. We made a deal with RDU. We'd register. We'd register and we'd work for them. They gave us a farm, a commune out east where you fragile little things can't survive. We would build a. We would build it up into something. We'd operate the machinery. We'd get your little protein going so that you. You cruel little people can go about your everyday existence in this shithole of a city. Eat your fake noodles. Eat your fake meat. That's what we did. We registered. We were peaceful. And then. And then, you people came. You came to our home after saying we were free. Free to work on our own. Free to live our lives. Free of you. You made up some sort of, and he's not using his hands, obviously. But I can't speak without my hands. You made up some sort of story. Some sort of elite. Terrorism this. Terrorism that. Somebody within our a group was feeding information responsible for this thing or that it was bullshit. It was such bullshit. He saw the anger in your eyes, that old fuck money Croyle and he kind of like at this point you can see the ash is kind of growing on the end of his uh on the end of his cigarette, and he's kind of waiting, he kind of looks up at you. Uh, and he's kind of waiting for you because he again he doesn't have hands uh, to yeah. use at this moment.
2: Yeah, uh, Everett will flick it to get the ashes off, or if it's spent, he'll give him another. He'll offer another one.
0: So they showed up, a little inspection force. We had a lot of folk, a lot of people, but you all brought more. So many ships just coming through the sky like the fucking Navy or some air force landing around us. All we did, all we did is grow protein. You looked around, looked at all our machines. You turned up our floors. You went through our cabinets. You pushed around our people. And then when you couldn't find anything, you beat us. You tried to get us to admit something. Admit something that we didn't do. And when that didn't work, you herded us like we were cattle. Right into this ditch. We dug that ditch. We were told to dig that ditch. Wallace Corps. we dug our own fucking graves. And they put us down there. And then you people. You fucking people. You know, I can still... I can still smell the accelerant that Hoyt sprayed on us from one of our own trucks even. And I saw the packs that you RDU fucks were wearing. You surrounded us, we begged, we pleaded, and then you just, you just unleashed hell. Everything torched, I still smell it. Do you know what it smells? What it smells like when flesh burns. Since replicants, it's different. When you smell enough of us burning, getting cooked, you can tell it. It's similar, but different. There's a ster- there's a sterility to it, like something from a hospital.
4: Ah. Uh, ah, uh, what the fuck is going on? Uh Mr. Stone, what, what seems to be the problem?
2: What, are you okay over there? What's
4: Jesus the Christ, give me some water. Water. And Arlie will give him some water. What? Mr. Stone. I
5: just drench it on myself. Just pour it all over. I, what the fuck was that?
4: What? I, I don't... I, I do not understand you. You were, nothing has happened to you.
5: And I just walk away. I, I
0: leave the room. Everett Some people don't have the stomach for it.
2: Everett, well, do we get this guy's name, by the way?
0: It says Joe on his coveralls. And you do have, in your notes, Faye, even though you're not in the room, but I would say, Faye, I think you shared all your work, a Joe who allowed, who actually showed up at a certain point. And you also did, I think, Koji, though I'm not sure if Koji shared this acronym, or um, the initials JHL on some messages as well.
2: Uh, Everett will point to the shirt and be like, is your name actually Joe?
0: Yeah. It is. Okay, you Joe. want more names? Monty Croyle, Hoyt Zemke, Big Fish, Little Fish, and the Queen of the Fucking Sea, Lena Kova. You gonna do anything about that one, Big Guy? Nah, I don't think you will. Because you bring that name back to your people, they're gonna shut your case down. They're going to shut you down and you're going to find yourself suddenly out of the force for this reason or that reason, because no one really gives a shit because she's just some rising star built on the scorched bodies of my people. I can still feel the burns, man. I still feel the itches. I still feel the sting in my eyes when they wash the accelerant over my face.
2: Um Everett will let out a huge sigh and he'll look uh look Joe in the eye and say, you, you not that you need my permission, but anybody would be angry at what's been done to them and how they've been wronged like that. And without even waiting for a response, he's gonna turn to whoever's left in the room, which I think is just Arlie and Koji at this point.
0: No oh, uh, before- just just Arlie. Faye and Lawton have both walked out of the room. Koji had already left. It's just you and Arlie at this point. Real quick, Maybe can too. I make
2: an insight check to make sure that he's not pulling the Absolutely. wool over my eyes? I don't think Absolutely. he is. With
0: Lawton out of the room now, there's no one really kind of watching him anymore. So yeah. Three successes. He has Is he lied, lying? <laughs> but at the same time, he's. you'd think he's believed everything he said. But there have been moments where he has looked confused like he's saying things and then he kind of he he like pauses for a moment then he looks back on what he was saying like almost like checking to make sure it was wait almost as if he kind of surprised himself in some ways and then and then he and then a few times like the anger kind of kind of dissipates for a moment and you see that like wash of confusion and then it's replaced once more by anger and then at a certain point he just says to you you want to help Undo these cuffs. Walk outside. You've got Ty's body. Got it. Got it perfect. Dead to rights. Take him. Take him. Let me go. I'll make sure justice is served in a way that you can't. You really want to help? You really feel bad? You really think these people deserve something? They're not going to get it from the system. They're going to get it from someone operating outside of it. The system protects them. Let me go. I ain't going to hurt you. I ain't going to hurt you know, her. At the cost of innocent lives. I know
2: you won't hurt us. Let me talk about this with my partner real quick. She's got the other key anyway. I put two sets on you for safety. Hold on. And okay. Everett's going to walk over to Arlie and just go, do you notice sometimes he's not all there? I can't. He didn't make up that story and it's wrong what he's been through, and I don't want more innocent people dying, but I also don't want to give him the PD if what he's saying is true, and there's just people that are going to cover this up and make sure he disappears quick, but I don't know what to do, Arlie.
4: Mr. Maxwell, I question the premise of this situation. Do we believe that innocent people have died? As a result of their actions?
2: Were there innocent people there? That's a good question. Actually, this is Derek saying that, not Maxwell.
4: So the kind of inciting incident at the very beginning, there weren't innocent people that died there, right? Because no one else was supposed and to be working.
0: You know that it was Monty Croyle and whoever his goons were were there. Okay.
4: No, so I would, I would, I would argue that in our current investigation, if we believe his story, innocent people have not died.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. Now the question is, how do we make this convincing? Was there any evidence that we submitted from the Kias that would tag Joe over here, or is it all just tie and everything else we found?
4: I would be, I would assume that Mr. Sunru was thorough in his report back that we had a witness alive under restraint in addition to a dead body
2: how do you feel about getting knocked out by this guy to make it more convincing? Like he broke out and kicked our shit in while the others disappeared.
4: I agree that that would make the situation more convincing. And she looks down at her continuing to bleed stomach (laughs) and says, sure. I am operating at roughly 50% of my health. I could take another well-placed blow. If we believe this is the best course of action.
2: You understand we're going to have to lie to the other three, right? Because I don't know how they're going to take something like this.
4: It would probably be in our best interest if you present the story, especially since I am the one who is knocked out. He is strong. He overpowered our handcuffs.
2: Okay. Everett will walk over, look at the handcuffs and say, if I put something on these or weaken them in some way, can you break out of them? Make it more convincing. Knock the shit out of me. Knock the shit out of her. Not kill us.
4: And then get we the would hell out of here before request That we not be made deceased during he your. Looks,
0: he looks at you like his head, kind of turning off to the side, like as he's really trying to get a sense of your you're screwing with him. He's like, how do I know you're not just going to shoot me in the back when I run away? Well, if you place your punch really well to
2: convince my supervisors that I got fucked up, you won't have to worry about me shooting you. And I don't want to kill someone who's innocent. I already feel bad about Ty.
0: We're going to cut from this scene. uh, And we're going to go over outside, uh, wind it back a few minutes. Koji, you were there first. You went outside, you were by yourself. You had a couple minutes by yourself before Faye. Uh, And then Lawton, did you go outside or did you just walk away somewhere else inside the factory?
5: Uh, I probably just went directly outside the room just to be alone. And then I would have like leaned up against the wall there. So just right outside the room.
0: Okay, so you are still inside the factory. All right, so Coach, you're going to start with you. You go outside. You know there's a little bit of time still before they're going to get here. It is, you can see a storm has grown and you can see cascading across these sort of uh, oppressive dark clouds as the night is sort of weighing down as well. You can see this sort of yellow lightning that's kind of cackling through here and there. Uh, You've got, I think, two spinners out here in the barge. Uh, Is there anything you wanted to do, Koji, in the time in which you have alone?
3: Hmm. I don't think there's anything special there. I'm just sort okay. of biding time. Okay. So we'll say you're out here waiting,
0: looking. You don't see any signs of any movement. Uh, you probably find an overhang, which to sort of stand under as the rain pelts down. The stench is unreal as it as the water comes down. Faye comes out, and you can see she's probably uh, none too pleased, like pissed off as she comes out. Uh, So do you two, so as as Faye comes out, you see Koji. Faye's, you can tell, is, I would say, obviously angry.
3: Uh, Do you two do anything? I'm guessing our new friend isn't too friendly.
1: Uh, Yeah, he's not not talking. He's not saying anything. Uh, Do you check out, is there any movement from that barge?
3: been quiet out here
1: all right i guess uh do do i notice anything like any movement or anything from the barge chef
0: do you i mean you just got out of here if you want to go inspect it but you're welcome to but no koji's not wrong he hasn't seen anybody plus it's the rain has kicked up so visibility is is much more reduced uh but if you're over by you know like, if you're over by the front of the factory, you can see it was it's parked not too far. And you can see the, uh, the entry points into the cab. Uh-huh. Uh, the barge itself is enormous, uh, but yeah. most of it is just trash. It's just a sort of place to store trash. It's only this, like, very small compartment towards the front uh, lower half that seems to be the cab.
1: Uh, if it doesn't look like there's anyone in it, she'll begin searching it.
0: Yeah, so you can head up there, no problem. Uh, and as you do, you do notice that, uh, like you look through like a window or two and you can notice, yeah, there's, there's no one in there. You search through it. Uh, and I would say what you notice first is that there is in like this, this sack, uh, you start going through it. I would say you would find, even though Koji probably hasn't mentioned this, Ashley would know, You find photos, you find printouts, and you find this, this old terminal, uh, and you find what looks like, you know, some kind of pipe uh, that's in here as well. Got a little bit of blood.
1: Grab, a little touch of koji. She'll grab that and, like, bring it over.
0: <laughs> okay. Got to probably cover it a little bit as you move over because it's yeah. pouring rain.
1: She just kind of jogs over real quick and like opens up her jog, takes it to her spinner and throws it in the back. Well, gently for the the computer pieces. And uh, yeah. And then she'll just, after she puts it in her spinner, she'll wait with Koji for backup. Okay.
0: All right. Koji, you see, I mean, I would say you see her kind of go grab something from the barge, move over to her spinner drop something off. She comes back. Uh, And then Lawton, you didn't go outside. Uh, Okay. Correct. All right. So at this point, I'll say Koji and Faye, you hear, actually everyone would probably hear this, but Koji, I think they would probably contact you since you're the one who requested it. You hear from your Kia, kind of kicks in and you hear a Mm -hmm. voice from RDU. Someone's coming up and they would say ETA five minutes. Anything you guys (laughs) want to do? I'll head back inside, let everyone know. You head back inside. You see Everett on the ground. You see Arlie over top of Everett on the ground. Uh, you see the you see a torn up, like ripped apart set of handcuffs on the ground as well. Arlie is administering some sort of aid to try to, try to wake up Everett. And you see no signs of the suspect
3: or of Lawton. Put my hands, my waist belt, draw my gun. What's going on?
4: Uh, And Arlie's just holding her head. He was stronger than we thought.
3: Let's sort of look around the factory. Try to pinpoint where Lawton is, where the replicant went. Uh, Okay, roll an observation. Observation, not too good here. Really? That's okay. The rain. <laughs> it's just
2: the rain. It's not Koji at all.
3: Yeah, I got Failures. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, I'll say you find no clear path that the suspects went. But maybe we find Lawton. Maybe he's in like. Yeah, the I would be too area. far away. Yeah, he's just down the hall. And you do find him at least. Lawton, are you right? You would uh,
5: just see me. He said just down the hall around a corner. Uh so like maybe as you turn the corner, you almost like stumble over me. Um as I've just like uh sitting on the the rusted floor uh in the debris, leaning back against the wall. You see that I'm still soaking wet uh from the water on me.
3: Lon. Try to get a response from <laughs>
5: Koji. What do you need?
3: Oh, you're right. You're sort of out of it. Our suspects run off.
5: No, uh, Arlie and Everett are talking to him.
3: All right, just stay here. I'll head back to Arlie, Everett.
0: Okay, you head back. Uh, I'll say at this point, Everett has been roused back to consciousness uh, with a a big, it's going to be a big shiner uh, on one side of your face at this point.
2: Do I still have my gun?
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, you still have your gun. We'll say okay, cool.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. So then Everett's sitting up when Koji comes back in.
3: As long as you've been out early.
4: I I'm not sure. I was out myself and long I, enough
2: to lose my fucking patience. You leave a cripple, and then you leave me to keep the roided up dude clear. Where the fuck did you all go?
4: I'm sorry. Uh, am I the cripple in this scenario?
2: <laughs> yes. Hot shot. You're the cripple here. Well, now there's two since I've got low visibility and I'm not talking about the rain. Jesus.
3: What'd you say to him? What'd
2: he tell you? I asked the same questions. Everyone else was give us names. We can help you. He of course wanted a third cigarette. And as soon as I got close, he just used his forehead to, oh, I don't, goes dark after that.
3: Okay, this is not a good look. You need a retirement order. Gotta get this cleaned up. What reinforcements are about to be? Here.
4: I better All you ever quick. talk about is that retirement order.
3: Gotta clean up loose ends.
4: Where, where's Mr. Stone? Sit
3: sitting in the corner. He's a bit out of it, but he's fine.
2: Oh, where do I get for all a bit out of it? So he's one good company there.
3: We'll cut
0: outside for a second. As Faye, you watch as uh, the clouds that have been very dark with that cascading lightning, you can see the lights of various LAPD vehicles, some spinners like your own, some more like kind of SWAT vehicles flying through the air, and they kind of come down. You see a group of People start swarming, coming out. One of them comes up to you, uh, kind of like wants like a debrief. Uh, like you, we don't have to role play at all, but kind of comes up to you. Yeah. Like,
4: you
0: know. uh, now, Koji, when you called it in, did you say? Did you say one suspect dead and another suspect in custody?
3: Um. Yeah. I just said we had suspect situations under control. Just need pretty much forensics. Where okay. else is coming? Okay. So you see, uh, forensic team
0: shows up. Uh, they're the one kind of talking to fairly They've got these little kits and stuff ready to go. They want to be directed. And if you didn't give the specifics of there were two suspects, one in custody, they're not necessarily going to ask about it. They're just going to, there's going to, you know, be, is the, site secu- is, this, is the site secure? Is, uh, are we, are we okay to, uh, to start, uh, start our, uh, examination?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, we secured it.
0: Okay. Uh, so, uh, I can well, we can uh,
1: I can show you to the hot spots
0: okay i I spoke with uh, Deputy chief uh, and he wants a debrief ASap from uh, your team
1: okay yeah i'll I'll grab them i'll when let's let's head on in and and okay. faye will like get the door and everything
0: okay, so Faye when you go inside uh you see everett and Koji and Arlie. uh everett looks to have taken a bad blow to the face uh Arley too may have a, another blow as well. You see uh, ripped apart handcuffs on the ground. Uh, you do not see any sign of Joe, and you do not see, is Lawton back yet, Stephen? I don't think so yet. And Lawton is never to be found either. As you come in with various texts to do a full-on uh, kind of forensic sweep of, of this site.
1: Uh, what the fuck?
3: That's right, Faye. Hey. Point them out where they gotta go.
1: Okay. And like she takes a moment and she's like she's staring you down, like we're really okay, fuck. And uh she'll take them upstairs to the, the body.
0: Okay. So we'll say you show them around, groups of groups of tech start moving around. A few of them get a little nervous. Like, you sure this place is secure? It's like some of the walls start to yeah. wobble a little bit in the wind. Uh, weird sounds start to cascade around here and there. Uh, but we will say they begin a full kind of forensic sweep. You got uh, a group kind of comes in to sort of uh, assess Ty's body, get that ready for transport. And you guys, your job here is basically done. Uh, so what next?
4: Harley uh, we want to go find uh, Mr. Stone.
0: You do, in fact, find him, I would say, somewhere, in, you know, kind of wandering in the halls on the lower floor? Arlie.
4: yes, I Mr. smell it. And Arlie thinks back. You can, you can smell that awful smell he was describing?
5: I can smell it. I can How... see it. I can hear it.
4: You have a vivid imagination. That is how a good imagination works. Someone describes something, and you can see it in your mind.
5: I was there,
4: and Arlie is doing the math of how long she knows that you've been on the Force and how long ago that would have been. That that does not. You could not have been on the force and have been there. Doesn't add up. What? What do you recall?
5: Every fucking detail. Croyle, Zemke, Kova. Every. F- fucking scream.
2: Can Maxwell have... interrupt?
4: I mean, you could have seen early walk away, so that's up to yeah. you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just so that we're away from prying ears, Maxwell, as Arlie gets ready to prep her next phrase will be like, oh, well, if it isn't the rolling fucking stone, are you done playing with your chemistry set? Let's get the hell out of here and let everyone else do their jobs. He's very we, irritable.
4: Uh, and and it, that sort of having someone just sort of walk in on this conversation, that will definitely sort of... And Arlie will just sort of... um Sort of awkwardly. Um, you sort of just sort of see her hand reach out, um, kind of onto like a elbow or hand or something. And it's a very awkwardly done, um, because I mean it's a very professional, minimal <laughs> relationship, but it's just sort of a um like I'm cutting you off, but I'm still concerned. Uh, yes, Mr. Maxwell, you are you are very correct. We should. Um, we are indicating that there were two individuals here and one of them made their exit at the uh, peril of us during the skirmish. Is this what we are saying?
2: Fortunately, I'll take the heat for it since uh, you're bandaged up already and I, w- I got close to a suspect that I should have known was dangerous.
4: Mr. Stone, this is our story. You let him go? Do you have a uh, problem with this? I don't
5: give a fuck right now. Get me out of here.
2: Good, because originally it was Arlie and I that were going to keep this secret, but now you're in on it, and now there's more bodies to go down with us.
0: Okay. Say, three of you rejoin Faye and Koji in the main assembly room. Anything else you want to do here? Uh, apparently, I would say, Faye, you're able to can convey to the rest of them that Deputy Chief Holden wants a mm-hmm. debrief, debrief about what the hell is going on down here. ASAP. Get your asses back to to headquarters.
1: Um. Would sh- we should take the phosphorus, right? Or. Mm-mm. Okay. You've got a Leave whole forensics for team
0: things. here. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. I'm like You should not hmm. be taking basically any any physical evidence at this point with this other team that you've called in.
1: Oh, okay, then uh Oh shit, I put stuff
0: in. You shouldn't I mean, you can give it to them. It's up to you. You can also choose not to do it, like Koji did about, you know, a couple sessions ago where he just didn't upload certain data. So, it's kind of up to you whether you I think the data or I or have
1: that's... is what Koji did not upload.
0: Uh a specific yeah, so. part of it. Yeah. yeah, the the specific name, like I think it was the emails and the names, uh, Hoyt Zemke, Ronald Zephyr, uh, Lena Kova, and Mon- Monty Croyle on that kind of email exchange that popped up. You didn't convey that because you recognized the name.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just keeping it in my car for now.
0: Okay. So then if that's the case, if there's nothing else here, you guys get into your spinners, you split however you want to split, and you begin the trek uh, back to uh, LAPD proper. Are you going directly to headquarters? So shift is changing now. Uh, yeah, on the way, is... I'd
3: like to stop at a med check if possible.
0: Okay. Uh, you can definitely do that. Uh, I, was, I would probably think LAPD might even have uh, medical facilities on site too, uh, is my guess. I don't see okay, why they wouldn't cool. have at least something pull a John Wick and say, is the doctor in? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can say that they probably have at least something on site, not a full hospital or anything, but probably something. Uh, but if you want to stop at one specifically, like we can, we can do that. Or you can just sort of hope whoever's on staff right now
3: at HQ can can take care of it. Okay. I'll uh, I'll go to HQ, see if there's anybody. Okay. So you guys
0: get in. Spinners land, you park in your designated, uh, landing zone. Uh, we see that, uh, large brutalist building that is LAPD headquarters. We see various lights, antenna, stuff like that. We see other spinners coming and going blue and red lights in the sky. as sirens kick in and kick off. Uh, the rain is still falling though. Uh, as you kind of make your way back it's a little lighter, now the lights of the lights of the streets below, as you kind of fly up to your, to your platform, uh, kind of illuminate from below uh, and you make it into the halls. Uh, Koji, you can quickly stop by and you're looking to looking to get healed up. Is that what we're looking to do?
3: Yeah, just one heal. Okay.
0: If it's just one? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's the most you can do per shift. Yeah, so I don't see any... Yeah, so we'll just say you get there, you get a quick bandage.
1: Faye uh, is with no. Koji, by the way, getting this <laughs> done.
0: Okay, so yeah, we'll say that there is. Let's make it a group effort. Okay, <laughs> Lawton, Faye, coming. Koji, Arlie, even Everett. At this point, probably took one bit of health from uh, the headbutt. You all kind of stop at this point. You uh, you kind of get various various patch ups. Uh, you hear your kind of your kind of Kias come on or something like that. It's like Koji, get you. Actually, I can't remember what his voices. Koji, get your fucking uh, get your fucking people upstairs, conference room two, you've got ten minutes. If you bleed out on the way here, you're better off than not getting here in ten minutes. Do you understand
3: me? Loud and clear, Chief. Kind of smack at the assistant's hands. Yeah, that's enough. Chief's calling. Okay. And she's like,
0: you know, you're gonna, you are gonna bleed. All right, and You guys leave. Uh, eventually, uh, are you all gonna... Follow orders and kind of go where you're supposed to go, or is anyone gonna disobey do something else? I'll follow orders
1: yeah I'm going okay, I'll go.
0: okay. <laughs> you all uh you all go upstairs find the conference room uh, you you go inside you are the last to arrive uh, you look around the room as you come in is is relatively dimly lit. Uh, But nonetheless, there is some kind of uh, overhead lighting here and there. It's windowless. There's like no outside view whatsoever. The air in here is sort of thick with the smell of cigarettes, uh, stale coffee. So you see little cuffs here and there. Walls are kind of adorned with these faded posters and kind of propaganda of all these past government and LAPD initiatives. Uh, You can also see there's just in the middle of it, there's this large metal table. There's all these uncomfortable chairs that are taking up a lot of the room. You see a hollow projector uh, and a mobile terminal kind of sitting on top of the table. You watch this uh, this lonely ceiling fan just spinning around the top that's kind of casting these weird shadows all over the place. Uh, You can see sitting on one side of the conference table uh, are three individuals, two of whom you recognize. One is Deputy Chief Holden. Uh, who uh, is, if you're familiar with uh, a wonderful actor by the name of Brian Dennehy, basically kind of think of it like that. I should share with you all, by the way, the uh, if you haven't, if you don't recall, there is the NPCs uh, folder where I kind of put images for some of these characters. If you want to take a look at that in the journal section, uh, you see Deputy Chief Holden, who uh, you would put. I mean, he's you, you all kind of know he's like late fifties, but he looks a lot older. Uh, mustache, white hair. Uh, he's got lines all over his face. He looks much, much older. Uh, you can see that occasionally he, he kind of looks over and gives a somewhat frustrating grimace at, uh, one of the, one of the people sitting to his right. Uh, and it is someone that you all recognize, I would say, especially Everett, uh, and maybe one or two others as it is Marilyn Lau, uh, from the first time, we played when you all arrived on site. Uh, she is a mm-hmm. Wallace court chem Plus rep. She's sitting there with her, you know, big kind of curly perm like hair. Uh, she's got a cigarette in her mouth. Uh, she's smoking. And you all would know that it's a general rule. You guys try not to smoke around Holden. and you can smoke in the area, but you don't smoke around him because he's got prosthetic lungs. Uh, his, his, his nickname is iron lung basically. And like, and he kind of keeps looking over it, but you know he doesn't say anything. Now, the woman on the other side, uh, you can see, is a little bit younger. I'll share with you all uh, what she looks like. Uh, let's see. Uh, as you can see, uh, the name's in there, but you don't necessarily know the name, but you want to see uh, the Rosette, uh, I think it's Rosette Desai at the very bottom. But you see another woman, mid 30s. Uh, you can see that her hair is worn up. You've got this dipping wave that kind of comes across the forehead and like around uh, one ear, uh, barely kind of cloaking that one ear. You can see underneath that little flap of hair, there is, uh, what looks like a, a, a listening device. She's got some sort of device in her ears. There's also this black drone, no bigger than like a hand. And it's kind of held out in this sort of almost like a duck bill kind of hovering just a couple feet above her and to the right of her shoulder. And it's got a lens that's kind of tracking you all as you come in. Uh, And you can see that she's periodically making these hand gestures and it looks like these implants begin to light up. Uh, And whenever that happens, it looks like something triggers in that little glowing drone, that floating drone. Uh, And for those of you with particularly good observation, you also notice that every now and then her eye kind of shifts as you think she has some sort of cybernetic device. She's dressed very businesslike. She's got very kind of sort of big, heavy, noticeable shoulder pads, but she is dressed in a very professional manner. Uh, as you come in, uh, Marilyn gives Everett a, kind of a little bit of a grin and then a wink as well. Uh, and uh, you hear Deputy Holden say, uh, sit down. Right away, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh this here, as you know, is uh, it's Marilyn Lau, representing the Wallace Corporation, who has a vested interest in this investigation. You can see he's very upset uh, at this. Uh, he does not seem to care too much about this, uh, as he says this. And then very stiffly, as all of you know him, you know him pretty well, you report to him regularly, kind of turns over. This is Miss Rosette Desai. She is from the UN's office. Uh, personal assistant to uh, Kova, one of ours uh, also with a vested interest uh, as uh, there apparently are some political uh, and kind of rolls his eyes complications. Anyhow, kind of shakes his head. She gives you kind of like she gives you kind of a, a curt, you know, a kind of courtesy nod, but doesn't really make any other facial expression beside it. Now I've heard through the, uh, the dispatch, you um, suspect, and you debrief, you see, sir. tell us exactly.
3: Of course. I'm Detective Koji Sunru, my crew here, investigating case of arson at Kemplas Warehouse. We've identified suspect and have, he's no longer uh, alive.
0: No longer alive. Okay, coach. I'm going to need you to elaborate slightly. Uh, name of suspect.
3: Of course, uh, he's known as Taiwaka. Walker,
0: Ty Walters, I believe. Walters. Yeah, unless you're lying. No. Uh, no. So, okay, and so we can say, do you present like the evidence that you've? Pretty much, kind of, yeah,
3: pretty much show what we've gathered, yeah. who he is. We've taken yes. care of him. He's. We don't necessarily have to play out.
0: Yeah, we don't have to play out the whole debrief. Um, I would say, is there any kind of evidence that you're holding back? Any details yep. that you're holding back? Hmm.
3: I have to bring up that we encountered a replicant. Sure. Okay, but, but I'll try to make it I'll make it look like we weren't really in control of them.
2: No, it's okay. no worries. They're going to find the broken handcuffs. So. I think
1: the only thing we're right. keeping back is that we know about Nina Kova's involvement.
3: Yeah. Okay, that for sure. And we all figured right.
4: all this out in the car, right on the way over. <laughs> yeah. So we got our story straight before we were sitting there, <laughs> okay.
0: frantically texting on our. So team. you are you <laughs> are mentioning the fact that there was a a second a second person at the site that was a replicant and got away, uh, yep. or you suspect is a replicant and got away.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: For those of you who questioned him, how much are you sharing about the story that he? gave you. So that's Everett and Arlie, I think, got the most of it. How much of that are you sharing?
2: That he doesn't want to talk to us. He thinks I'm a disgusting human and Arlie he just kept telling to wake up. And basically all we got from is that he hates our hates my guts and my kind's guts, wants us to die and Arlie's a sheep. That's Everett's spin. He is fully like lean back on his chair just like, you know, the cool kid in class.
0: (laughs) Sure. Sure. And you're getting like glances from Marilyn who kind of she seems not like You can tell from the three of them, all of you are decent, you know, decent enough. You're better than average at reading body language for, for normal people, for cops. Some of you are obviously better than others, Uh, but you can tell that she is there, uh, because she's supposed to represent Wallace core interests and, you know, it gets very strange. Uh, and this is also not proper procedure. Like you shouldn't be debriefing like the way this is, uh, but the deputy chief is here and he's telling you to do it. So you're kind of doing it. Uh, she's listening, being courteous, but at the same time, she doesn't seem to be taking notes or anything like that. Uh, the other woman, uh, Mr. Sai, you can see that a few times she takes like her, she has her hand kind of on the table. Uh, one of them, the one that's got the kind of the, the sort of the lights that show up subdermally. And occasionally those of you can kind of feel a slight vibration in the metal table as some kind of haptics kind of go off in her hand. And then she'll like run her wrap her fingers a little bit and then you all will see as you're telling this story this little drone will come through and will kind of hover over the middle of the table and really begin to sort of focus in on whoever's talking uh and then every now and then you see it kind of just shift in light and the same thing with her eye if you're watching her closely enough you can kind of see this little like kind of turn of the iris somewhat so Everett, since you're specifically taking over as the as a person conveying the details of the interrogation, you're going to need to make a and this is going to be contested, but you're not necessarily going to know how well this is how well the person. So we'll see how it goes. You're going to have to roll a manipulation test that will be contested and you're not going to be entirely sure necessarily how well you do. Oh, boy.
4: Isn't this your D12, D12?
0: yeah. Okay, three successes. I feel comfortable. Hey. Okay, so as you're going through the details of the the interrogation, and you're leaving out that whole story, he told you about the farm, about these different names he identified, the fire, the burning, this fake terrorism story that drove them there, this whole other large task force that just set these people afire, you leave all of that out, and it gets kind of uncomfortable as that that drone kind of gets just like within like two or three feet of your face. It's kind of shifting and moving. You feel almost like you're at like an optometrist as lights are kind of shining in your eyes. It's it's not too dissimilar from a void comp test you're thinking. Uh, like all of you are familiar with it in the sense that like it's not so much trying to determine if you're a replicant, but you can tell it's measuring your biometrics, you're twitching, you're moving. You can tell they're trying to get some sort of sense out of you, or at least this woman is but once you're done telling that part of the story, it does shift. She doesn't say anything once or twice. she raises an eyebrow, but nothing more than that. Um, mostly, it's Holden who's doing the talking uh, so what about when you start describing the moment when he escapes? How do you describe when he escapes what's the uh, the same there
2: the same way he would describe it to Koji that to uh, you know I was trying to you know, get to build a relationship with the guy. I offered him a cigarette. He took it, gave him a second one. He wanted another one, bashed me in the head. Don't know what happened after that.
0: Okay. So you, uh, as you say that, do do you explain how other people left the scene? It was just you and Arlie there? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And he'll definitely put on the tone of like irritation of just like it was me and Hotshot back there just doing the best we could
0: i would tell you would be able to you you can tell the the body language of holden he is pissed his face is going beat red at this point like you guys had a suspect in hand you lost the suspect and then you hear him kind of muddle a uh, mutter under his breath like something about procedures we have procedures for this reason like you're like we have interrogation rooms here we have a whole process and he's just kind of mumbling under his breath as if like the anger of the moment is barely bubbling to the surface and he's trying to hold it down in the in the face of this like this is all this kind of sham debriefing or at least this 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 manic you know like uh, manicured debriefing in some way okay he'll turn at some point Lawton, you know, as being like the head tech there, like, you know, what did you discover in terms, you know, like obviously there's going to be a full forensics briefing, but give him like the, like what's at the very least, what have you, what did you discover there or anything like that? So he's kind of turns to Lawton at a certain point.
5: Lawton during this whole time would have been uncharacteristically quiet. Normally he's one for making sure all the details are out there and everything is precise. Uh, Here, he would have uh, actually been like there would be the annoying ringing as he's spinning a ring uh, gold wedding band around the table. Uh, And, you know, it would go quiet after a little bit. He'd slap it down a minute later. He'd spin it again throughout this whole debriefing. And then when Holden finally like talks to him, I, I would just come out of my reverie. What?
0: Whatever it said. What it Stone Wake the fuck up Yeah and So I'm here. the rest of you watch as that drone now gets really close to Lawton and the woman who has at this point been very quiet uh will suddenly speak up. Are you having a bad day, Mr Stone?
5: You could say that. I've had to kill people today. It's never fun. I was almost killed myself. It's been a bad day.
0: I see. And have you had such days before?
5: I'm an analyst. I prefer to stay behind a desk.
0: And have you killed people before? No. So this day think. has been especially hard for you, then? Yes. I see. Am Thank I you, on Mr. Trial Stone. here? Of course not. I was just trying to be courteous. You seem distraught. Holden, are we almost done? And you hear, like, a grumbling come from Holden Stone? Behave yourself. Answer her questions. And then she says, "Was it? uh, Wasn't it not Mr. Maxwell who pulled the trigger?"
5: I had to kill scabs when we first arrived at the site. They attacked us. It was self-defense.
3: I see.
0: Well, thank you for your honesty. I look forward to reading the full extent of the forensics report. I spin the ring again. Okay. Uh, So he turns kind of to the rest of you, kind of waiting for more. Is there anything else you guys are looking to
3: to sort of say or share at this point? Yeah, while we're here, assuming you're going to get a retirement order written up. It's kind of unknown, though, unmarked kind of looks at you and he's like
0: unmarked. He wasn't in the uh wasn't in, our in the base. You got a sample?
3: Forensics might find it.
0: Blood, DNA, skin, anything? Could be on our
3: belonging actually. You sure he's you sure he's replicant? The way he spoke. It didn't seem human.
0: Sure he wasn't just on something?
3: enraged to um, coherent enough to form sentences. You ever see anyone on PCP? Strong Just. as an ox.
0: They talk too. They say a lot of strange things. You should know better. You did a stint in narcotics, didn't you? Yeah, you're right. Scrub your... Scrub your clothes. Lawton, I assume your distraught nature is not so much that you can't do a proper clean of everyone's uniforms. See if you can find something with running through Esper. See if we can find confirmation. Anybody, maybe he's under a different name. Maybe he's under a different face. Plenty of reconstructive reconstruction gigs out there. Yeah, I can do that. It's gonna have okay. to be OT. This is my third shift. kind of rolls his eyes. You could do it in the morning, but collect collect the evidence before you leave. Sure, boss. You can see like his face just like he wants to reach across the table and just grab you by the collar and slam you down into it. But he is on good behavior. Wait, is this Holden or Jeff? This is both. both. Uh, but you see, <laughs> he, he's got a Wallace Corp res- representative, and he has a UN rep flanking him, and he's like kind of holding it back. Okay. If so, no
1: one has mentioned it yet, Faye will bring up. Uh, just so you know, the techies are going to be bringing in a couple bricks of white phosphorus. Uh, we found. Yeah, I'm that sure there.
0: that's that's in the that, yeah. that's probably in the. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, he turns. to He's like. Hawkrow, they know what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, and he has a specialty.
1: That's that not mine. That one's not yours. Go and, get your and teeth fixed. She doesn't take it like in negatively from him at all. She's like, yeah, yeah.
0: He doesn't necessarily mean it negatively. He's just sort of like, there's like carryover of the annoyance on against Stone that just kind of rolls over onto you.
1: It's he not... knows she's got a couple rocks in her. Brain. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Get your teeth fixed. You look terrible.
1: I know. Do you think, and that's when she like goes in her pocket. Do you think they'll be able to like put these back in or do I got to get implants? You know,
0: just get veneers. What's wrong with you?
1: Uh, I guess.
0: Okay. So at this point, uh, everyone kind of waits for a second and he's like, get the hell out of here. It's like, they're waiting around to talk. What? Like they want you guys to leave so they can continue talking.
2: Everett, we'll Thank get you, up sir. and do it over ridiculous, like, salute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks up at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're embarrassing me. All right. So you guys file on out. All right. So you guys are at HQ. Get reports to file, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I assume that you're going to do kind of get, put your clothes in because you do have some of you might actually have DNA evidence on your persons. Uh, and so... I'll assume Lawton probably takes, you know, handles that. Yeah, uh, it's really, I
5: bag them up. I tag everything.
0: It's routine, no role necessary. Tag everything, put it in a sort of secure locker. Uh, you can continue to work tonight if you want uh, through the shift. You can leave and go on downtime. Uh, it's kind of up to you guys at this point.
3: Yeah, I'll finish whatever reports need to be filed heading to downtime. Okay. So yeah, for you, it's
0: just a couple things. Like, like you don't necessarily do like the whole like evidence bagging, and all kind of stuff. Most of it's going most of that's going to be handled by tech, but like you kind of write up your reports, uh, and you probably need to do more of that paperwork in the morning. There is no arrest record, but there was a death, uh, of a, of a person, uh, unclear, you know, whether it was uh, a synth, you know, it was, it was a replicant, excuse me, or, or human unclear. Um, no known next of kin for Ty Walters. There's no, no brothers, no sisters, no kids, no parents, nothing. Uh, so none of that kind of pops up. Um, but does anybody else want to do anything at HQ or do we want to head into downtime? I'm good with downtime.
4: I think okay. quickly Arlie would just want to see if. Things seem to be matching up. Just kind of quickly looking in Esper to see if like the things that we reported seem to be there, or if there already seems to be any kind of scrubbing of information.
0: Uh, that's not going to be a quick thing. Like if you're okay. going through files, then that'll like, be after downtime. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
4: Downtime it is. All right. Pause. Uh,
1: Didn't um Lawton want to get a new specialty, like trained?
5: I'm gonna do that on downtime we talked about, right? Yeah, oh, we okay. talked about that.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead. Then, uh, do people file out and leave? Do any you know like we're we're shift we're moving into downtime shift. So are 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 we staying? Is anyone staying here? If anyone's staying here to do something to do a scene here, we'll do that first. Otherwise, I'll just kind of do the usual kind of random roll here.
5: I think Lawton couldn't wait to get out
0: of there. Okay.
1: Yeah, I enough. think we all were pretty excited to. Leave. Yeah, and I think
4: Arlie was just like, you know, kind of that like, please don't ask for baseline, please don't ask for baseline, please don't ask for baseline. You haven't actually done anything I, to I to
0: warrant it just yet, actually. And <laughs> uh, you just got one like twenty four hours ago, I think. Uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna start with Koji. Uh, Koji, where
3: do you head? Walk me through this. Yeah. I'm going to head home just for a quick change cleanup. And then I'm going to call up my friend that I made earlier, Mr. Freckles, the security guard oh. of the warehouse. Oh my God. Okay. join him man. and his wife. Yeah. Join him and his wife for dinner because he graciously invited me. Okay. <laughs> so
0: you call him up. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, by the time you kind of get home and change. Your home, as we know, is above a club, uh, and so there's this muted music happening in the background, and you hear his voice going, hello, uh, as, you, as you're as you probably calling from, actually, you're probably calling from the club from downstairs because, like, your Kia's doesn't, don't, they don't call random people, so you actually have to call kind of in, uh, and so you probably call over uh, through there, and you just hear, hello. Hey, wow. Miss, Mr.
3: Freckles, it's me, Koji.
0: Uh, speak up. I can't hear you. There's a lot of music in the background. Oh, yeah. It's, very- it's,
3: it's Koji. Cody, Cody? I don't know a Cody. No, Koji. Remember, we met at the warehouse. You were on duty. Oh,
0: yes. Detective Sunru. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, uh, is there something I can do for you? Do you need more, uh, do you, do you, do you need to look at some more footage? No,
3: no, not for work. I'm following up on your invite for dinner
0: uh you you just hear him kind of like kind of muffle it's it's a detective i met the other day um he wants to come over for dinner and you hear a voice it's like it's 10 o'clock at night what the yeah but it's a detective fine i'll I'll put something together uh sure uh detective of course of course of course um We've already eaten, but I, I think we uh, we can put something together, a nightcap or something, if that's if that's what you're after.
3: Yeah, sure, something small is fuck. What district do you in?
0: Uh, so he gives you an address that is uh, not too far uh, from kind of West Side Sector Nine. Uh, so it's kind of close to the uh, to the warehouse district on the border of the
3: warehouse district. spin up the spinner. Okay. Or maybe just take public transport. That's fine. And we'll say you get over
0: there. I'm going to go ahead and remember that one of the things I do is I roll these events. Yeah. Okay. So you take, um. you take public transport. Uh, so you, t- you get on this tram. It's late at night. Uh, you go a couple stops. People are kind of coming up, getting on, getting off. At a certain point, you're like the only one in one of these cabs. Door opens up. Obviously, you're the only one here, so no one's getting off yet. It's not your stop. Uh, but you see these two guys, big dudes, get on. They're just uh, they're kind of moving around, you know, uh, up and down here and there, kind of talking big game. A couple of them are looking at you. Um, and then at a certain point... Uh, one of them sits down next to you and is like, hey, uh, this can go one of two ways. The easy way or the hard way. I see the easy way involves you giving us everything you have and we letting you get off this train. The hard way is well, we take it from you and then we let you get off the train a little bit early if you catch my drift.
3: Listen, man, I just got off a hard couple shifts. I don't have much. They're
0: kind of like, re- they're like, I don't care what you have. You give me everything that you have and you given me it now and you feel a point against your side you look down and you see the glint of a knife.
3: Uh, You said how many came on with me? There's just the one next to me. There's two. two.
0: One of them is sitting next to you. One of them is kind of standing a couple feet from you. They're both... I mean, they would both get involved in the fight pretty quickly.
3: Oh, jeez. All right, all right. I don't want any trouble. And I'll offer him a Chinian point. Yes. So
0: you would have to essentially give over a Chinian point or a piece of gear uh, if you don't, obviously do something else to stop them uh let's see yeah so that's basically your options there or you can try to fight them or try to run or do whatever you want to do i
3: cannot fight these guys i'll just give them a little chinion point for his trouble all right so you hand over
0: uh you know like everything you have you empty your pockets you know you give them whatever you know whatever on on you it's valuable and like uh, the other one comes up, who is kind of standing up, kind of pats you on the head, like like you're a dog, and he's like, "You made the right choice." And then the you hear the train kind of stop, and they start whistling, and they just start to get off. A few moments be later, better than this. Uh, and they look back. You've got something better. No. <laughs> and they they just keep whistling. You hear one of them cackling. Doors close. You finish your travel, and you make it to the apartment. Of, uh, Mr. Freckles door opens. You see this man, same man. You've you kind of, a uh, security guard from the automotive storage house. That was next to, uh, next to chem Place. You can see that he's got a robe on like a, like an old man night robe. And you hear the sounds of like a woman kind of shuffling around. You see they're in like their night clothes basically, but they've set up what looks like this, this very nice kind of old fashioned looking tea set. Uh, and you can see there's what looks like these kind of protein cookies and stuff with some sort of some sort of uh, kind of sugar substitute on top of them. And it's like this, uh, 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 Detective Sunro, come come in, please, please. Uh, this is my wife. This is Dotty, uh, Dottie, This is Mister Mister i He was the detective I was telling you about. Uh, uh, he was the one I I, I helped out. I I. I and she she kind of looks at. Her, Hello, Detective. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Uh, I I do. And she kind of like pulls the the sort of the collar kind of a little bit closer on the on on the rope. If I would have known you were coming, I would have had something more prepared. And If I oh, would have course. known you were coming at a more reasonable hour, I would have probably been dressed a little differently.
3: Oh thanks for having me.
0: Of course, of course. And so they sit down. Is there anything you wanted to ask them about, or is this just like you having dinner with them?
3: Just having dinner with them. Okay. So
0: you sit there and you're just kind of shooting the shit with these two old people (laughs) in their apartment okay and i'm gonna say let's see how long you stay you're there for four hours you don't leave until (laughs) two o'clock in the morning and they are exhausted by the time that you leave okay uh next up we're gonna cut over to arlie uh arlie what are you doing
4: Uh, okay, so Arlie is going to start uh, her downtime also going to um, the nightclub row area. Okay. And so she is going to be going to a, um, it's more like a, um, it's keyboards, but it's more like a piano bar kind of a club. Uh, It is called the Aha May. It's the name of this uh, kind of piano bar, keyboard bar. And she kind of goes in and goes towards a back room of this club. And so she actually is here for um, a woman named Sophia. Sophia who actually kind of uses the practice areas in the back when the club is open to do like lessons.
0: Okay. Uh, so it is very, very late and it's after the, it's, so it's, again, it's like 10 o'clock to midnight in that range somewhere. So would they be here at this time of hour?
4: Yeah. So basically, you know, kind of the practice rooms would be in use during the day and the front of the house is open at night. And so then the practice rooms in the back are then kind of open for.
0: Okay. So this woman's back here and she's okay. All right. Uh, So for late night practice of of keyboarding, uh, Arlie, do you, are you looking to practice keyboarding? Is that what you're doing?
4: Yes. Yeah. I just wanted to see if the role was going to affect me getting to where I needed to go.
0: No, no issues. Actually, no issues getting to where you needed to go. You are not mugged as Koji was. Koji got mugged. Okay. Sorry, buddy. And <laughs> When you said <laughs> public transit, I'm like, perfect. Here we go. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I was
4: like, let me not get too far into this before I. Uh...
0: Okay. Uh, are you friendly with Sophia? Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, she's you know she sees you. Uh, I'm assuming you've changed at this point, but she's very happy to see you. Another one of your artistic tutors, essentially. Is there a particular tune that you play that you've been working on? Anything like that?
4: Uh, yes, I have. Um, so I have been working on uh, S- sense The Swan. And so that's what she's been uh, working on. Um, basically, Arlie is good technically um, with pieces, but uh, Sophia tries to find works for her that are intended as most music is, but especially ones that really require um, kind of that feeling in with the music. And so this is particularly from carnival of the animals, which is comedic. And so kind of trying to move beyond kind of the technical playing um, kind of making sure to kind of imbue kind of the emotion behind the music as well.
0: Okay. Roll an insight test. Let's see. Since you're, since you're, we're not going to do any sort of like mobility or anything like that or agility since you're good at technical stuff. So it's going to be, it's going to be you, uh, sorry, I just saw Australis. You get around. You get around <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> great uh,
4: I am going to uh, take our generous audience and up my uh, D6 to a D8 because okay. I've been practicing.
0: So it's just flavor. We were <laughs> <laughs> there was no I, repercussion I just, to this. Just wanted to see yeah. what well you do. That's all. I okay. want
4: to be successful and okay. I got a 7 and a 10. So that's Just three lying. successes.
0: And when you're done, you look over and you see like you can see like a you know, Sophia has a, a very uh very surprised look on her face. And she kind of shakes her head like That was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I uh, I think you've it was, uh, have you been practicing somewhere else?
4: No, no, of of course not. I, I find that, that during my day, uh, if I need to uh, just, I, I think people say center myself, I just kind of play it in my head. And I think about it and it's been playing quite a bit in my head during the day today.
0: And so she kind of inquires like is this something you want to talk about darling
4: Oh no no that's that's why I come here to put my mind on other things but I am glad that you are pleased with my progress
0: Oh you you it was amazing it was amazing I you know we uh, we do recitals uh, if you're if you're interested uh,
4: No 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 thank you this is just for huh? personal amusement
0: Fair enough fair enough so a few hours later, we'll say, hang on, two hours, about two hours there, go to leave, go over towards your spinner, and you hear a whistle from down an alleyway, uh, and you see a, a, like a cigarette, uh, you can see a flame from like a match and a cigarette light, and you see a, f- a recognizable face in the shadows, uh, a uh, an informant I think you've used before. It uh, goes by the name Shade. As, yes. As as Melissa quickly checks her character sheet. Uh, stuff you guys put <laughs> on the character sheet. I look and I try to use it. So, um, but you see, you see them like right just a, maybe 15 feet away from your spinner.
4: And Arlie, um, you know, kind of looks down um, and, and kind of nudges her head in the direction of kind of a dark alley behind, kind of They're walks in around the building the other way.
0: They're literally in an alley. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So the face that we see, can you describe it for us? Uh, You didn't really give me any details, so I'm just curious.
4: Uh, So kind of one of the kind of defining features for him is that he always has a different kind of hat. And so they're always sort of incredibly worn down, but she never really knows. But that's kind of where the the moniker shade comes from, is that Mm -hmm. his face is always well covered by some type of hat.
0: So tonight he's wearing this uh sort of uh this patchy bowler hat uh so it's kind of got that arc to it but you can see there's been a couple places where the fabric has has literal square patches and stuff stitched in uh you can see he probably hasn't shaved in a few days either and uh when you come up like they're kind of scratching the side of their neck a little bit and they're kind of looking and they're like uh you you said that um you said if I ha- if I if I ever had anything that uh, uh, that if I if I if I told you uh, then uh, then you could give me a favor and, and 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 if you gave me a favor then then I can uh, you know I can I can you know I can cash it in and get out of trouble right right You said that right?
4: We have our arrangement, yes. What, what you have you have something for me or you need something?
0: So roll connections test first, and the better you are going to get at least something. But the better you do, the more you might get. But you're going to get something no matter what.
4: All right. Oh, this. Uh, what did I do with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I needed to take a picture of that. I just rolled two tens. Oh,
0: of course you did. Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. <laughs>
4: uh, uh, I... <laughs>
0: jackpot i got i got a jackpot <laughs> i got a jackpot you can say he's a little kind of strung out you can tell at this point uh, uh you, it's about you it's about your place it's, it's where you work uh, uh, you know everyone knows you're you know you you, you guys are corrupt right and some of you i mean you're not you're not you're not you're you're Just great you're a beacon get uh, get justice to and it. goodness get to it right, right um uh, i was down i was down the red light district, uh, I, 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 I was heard, hearing, uh, I was hearing some, some things. There's, uh, someone down there selling, uh, old LAPD gear, uh, black market and such. And this is selling it, uh, it's out of the, out of the back of a casino. Uh, I, I don't know which, uh, but I, I know it's a casino. Uh, I know there's like a lot of them down there, and it, but it still narrows it down, right? It still narrows it down. and, 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 and they said that, um, they said that supply uh, has dried up, and they're putting out feelers for uh, for someone else, you know. Uh, so, so, so someone, you know, in uh, you, in in like your, your business, someone is, you know, one of you is selling stuff for something. Yes, I, I, I know. yes, yes, I got it. Hey, yes, that's got, good, you. right? I got that's that. really good, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. And then, well, and he looks kind of nervous. He's like, eh, so. Arlie, do you make it known that you're a replicant? Like, like, like there are ways in which normal people might not notice the difference. But, like, does Shade know that you're a replicant?
4: Uh, let's do this the interesting way and say yes.
0: And then you look him get, he gets really nervous. Like a kid who's got a secret and he's, a, he's embarrassed and doesn't want to say it. He's, like, he's, like, he's going to get in trouble if he says something to, like, mom or dad. He's kind of looking, ah, I don't know if I should say the other one. I know, I, know, it's I don't I know just
4: just out with it. Uh, just out
0: with it. But, but but you can't get mad. You're not gonna get mad. You can't take it out of me. I, I just it's just don't don't do I the get Don't kill the messenger or something. Don't shoot the messenger. Do you have your gun on you? He's like, Do well, you that, have your gun on you?
4: If I killed the messenger, how would I get any more messages? Why would I do that?
0: Oh, right, 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 right. Uh uh I heard I heard something. Uh I heard something. Don't ask me from where. I can't tell you. They're gonna hurt me. Uh uh well I mean they heard it from somewhere else. But anyhow, I, I heard um There's there's more of you. Yes. There's more of you, you know? The, you know what you are. There's like
4: Yes, yes, yes. Got it.
0: You're working with there's,
4: them. Who's who's working with them?
0: You're working with other people like you but they don't say they're like you you know
4: oh yeah yeah well that is interesting this yeah, is yeah. this is useful this yeah, is yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you you see her kind of saying the things that Sophia was just saying to her and she's kind of repeating a lot of the similar phrases is you've done you have done good work i am pleased
0: yeah okay uh so like that's worth a lot, right? That's worth like a big favor, right? Right.
4: I will always, as as I as I have always told you, I reserve the right to refuse. There's a I warrant want.
0: out for me. You can get that squashed, right? It's nothing. It's nothing big. It's nothing big. It's the. It's nothing big. I didn't hurt anybody.
4: What, what is it?
0: It's just you know you know, dealing. That's all. I I don't know. You have not told me. It's just dealing. It's just dealing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's it's, it's a victimless crime.
4: I and she sort of sighs because this is a lecture she's given before about this not being a victimless crime and the morgues would say otherwise but she runs it through her head that it's been said before and she just sighs you sure there isn't anything else No, 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 no. no.
0: This is it. This is it. This is it. This is all Come on, that was good. I gave you two things. Come on, two things for one thing. You're you still work? You're still like you know you're still making out. Two for one. Two for one.
4: I will let you know what I can do. I will. You can you can squash it though, right? I I will. I am not. I can't making go promises. home unless you squash them because I think they're
0: sitting on my apartment right now. That's why I'm.
4: You know, out here. And I can start. getting you somewhere to be tonight.
0: I can come with you? I can stay with you?
4: No, but I can get you somewhere to be tonight. Okay. 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 Okay, that'll work for now.
0: That'll work. Okay. And so okay. you'll go, you'll let him into the spinner with you and you two will fly away. Uh okay. Next up I have is Everett. Where is Everett? What is he doing?
2: Yeah, so uh, similar to Koji, real quick, Everett's going to stop by home, <coughs> unload everything. He doesn't want his badge or his gun on him for the tonight, put on some sort of casual clothes. Um, but he's also going to take some uh, money for his neighbor, uh, Penelope. Um, something he does on a semi-regular occasion is to leave money for the single mom and her daughter. Uh, he has a soft spot for them. So he'll just slide it under the door before he heads out, and then he's going to head to um, oh Hysteria Hall. He's going to do some uh, some gaming.
0: Okay, is there a specific game that Everett does? Everett's, I like how Everett's an old man, but he goes out to Hysteria Hall to do gaming at like midnight on like a weeknight.
2: This is more of because he had to kill somebody, and he's not like. It's okay. just he wants to do something repetitive. So as like, he's going to do like, okay, do like VR headsets exist in this? Something universe? like this? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll like do like Stardew Valley VR. Like he's doing farming <laughs> simulator. <Okay. laughs> he wants like a repetitive motion to just like process the fact that he killed someone.
0: Okay. So you're you're go- you're going through this game you're in this hysteria hall there's this like arcade basically there's all sorts of other games going on but you block all of the noise all of the lights out and you just sort of kind of disappear into this much more social much more relaxing style of game and it from the outside from like the outside view it is a very peculiar contrast of what's actually happening around you where there is just blinking lights holographic projections all sorts of things, sound, music, blaring here and there. You can hear the like drowned out, uh, f- you know, over the, the the sounds of these different games kind of going off and making these these uh, these different sound effects. There's this kind of pulsing music in the background as well, almost like this deep heartbeat, thr- you know, kind of thrumming here and there. Uh, you go through and you have your, you know, you have your, your kind of downtime. We'll say it's maybe about two hours worth or so that you're kind of hanging out here as you're leaving you and you know, as you're kind of paying for like the remainder of your time, kind of picking up your tab and all that kind of stuff, you get up to the, to the front desk where like, there is like a, there is like an actual attendant up here, but most of the pay is just sort of done with sort of swiping and things like that. You, there's a series of screens and there is just a bombardment of advertisement. However, Everett, one of them is animated advertisement catches you and your mind kind of drifts off a little bit as you're just kind of staring at it and like the voice of the attendant and maybe of a person or two is behind you in line is, are like kind of like drowned out a little bit as you just sort of focus on it for a bit. Uh, what is this an advertisement for that has you so enthralled about that?
1: Um,
2: I think I'll tie it to my key memory. um, <clears throat> It's going to be like some kind of like luxury, like, I'm assuming there's personal like spacecraft or at least something that can fly around for like the ultra wealthy.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's going to be something like that. And he's going to be absolutely like he's, he always has memories of um, the starship engines burning when he watched his sister leave many, many years ago. So he's just going to be watching the engines on this like luxury vehicle just burning, almost like burning a hole into his eye, but not in like a painful way.
0: I'm going to say that in a, di- so, so once that kind of the imagery shows up, it is actually kind of an advertisement in some ways for kind of like a lottery. Uh, so there's like this, this push, like there's definitely a very clear, like only the, the uber wealthy usually get on it. But every now and then there's like this, this lottery where uh lower socioeconomic rung of the ladder are able to potentially kind of win and get on it. Uh, and it's like this thing where you like you can kind of purchase a seri- you know purchase a ticket, see if your if your lot is drawn and then you kind of get onto it. now, your effect, though, is that you cannot recover stress until you have paid one chindian point to purchase a ticket.
2: Uh, i I just so happen to have one. I started the game with one. so yeah, he'll kind of just like he'll think like, It's like that cat meme where it's like, I should get a boat. He does that.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you finally pay for your, you know, for your, your services that you had at the arcade. And like you hear, you get some like dirty language, like you fucking old man, get the fuck out of here. As you see these little like 17 year old snot nosed kids, piercings and stuff looking at you like get out of your boomer as you kind of start moving around. But you stop at a kiosk along the way, you purchase one of these tickets and you return home for the evening. We will kick over to Faye next. Faye is next up. Where is Faye going? What's she doing?
1: So Faye does what everyone else does does where she goes home. She takes the um, stuff that she had in the back of her spinner and she brings it into the apartment. Um, And she she showers and she gets out and she's just kind of like looking around her apartment and she keeps seeing stuff of like Warwick. So she has pictures together with him. Um they're all over each other's like social media to whatever extent that is. And um it kind of upsets her and she doesn't want to be home anymore. Um, because he uh Joe did get under her skin him saying that uh he never really liked you and Faye loves him. Uh and so this is a heartbreaking accusation because there's no way he could he could be have been lying their entire lives. So she goes to this spot in Little Tokyo um, where they used to uh this little hole in the wall bar where she used to meet up with Warwick. Um and she's just gonna drink the night away.
0: Okay. Uh you go to this little hole in the wall. Uh do they know that you're a blade runner?
1: Um, the owners do. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're you're it's, it's friendly enough to you? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that you kind of get there. Since you spend a little time at home first, you're getting there a little bit later, closer to 11, almost even midnight when you arrive. You're there for, I rolled, three hours. And you're kind of just drinking and drinking and drinking. At a certain point, like, last call comes. And, like, you're in your cups. Like, you're totally in your cups right now. Yeah. And... You see a scuffle break out between like, you know, a couple folks in the corner, and you know, not you know, you're off duty, you're you're drunk, uh, but you see the scuffle break out. And then one of these two guys who are kind of in this scuffle just pushes them so hard. They stumble over the one who gets pushed over this table, crashes into the front glass where you can see like there's like all these different kind of display lights Mm -hmm. and just cracks through it and they fall out front and everyone's kind of flipping out at this point you can see this craziness kind of transpire you notice that as you're watching where like this neon display this kind of sweeping design of the uh uh, of of this this hole in the wall that kind of signifies to folks like this is a, a place of business It's broken. You can see some of this, uh, like kind of like this, the illuminated liquid just kind of drip out where the tubes don't connect any further, and you can see like on the ground this like orangey colored, like bright orange, just begins to pool in this sort of awkward shape, and you're kind of watching, and it just forms the shape of what looks like a like a koi. You look up, and you see the guy who sort of did the uh, got pushed gets up outside, blood kind of pouring down. You can see a few folks are kind of in front of him, checking him out, but he's looking like he's ready to come back in and go after the dude who pushed him, who's still inside. But There's like a crew of like three or four people checking on him, but they're pushing him and pushing him. And as you look up, you see the same face, the man that you saw when you were younger, the Blade Runner who helped you, the man that you saw in your kickboxing club, You see him just kind of get continue to push further and further away as your eye as you kind of get up, you're kind of wobbling a little bit. And eventually they they just push him away, pushing him away as they're shouting back and forth until his face kind of disappears into the darkness of the alleyway as he gets out of your vision. Uh, Anything you want to do?
1: She's gonna follow looking for this dude.
0: Okay. So you follow and you're kind of moving out. Like you get out, you're about to leave the door and you hear a voice. Uh, Hawkrow, uh, you need to pay a tab.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, here, uh, and she pays what she needs to.
0: Turn around, you pay, leave again, You start moving down the alleyway where you saw like the group that were kind of like of uh, people who were trying to intercede and not cause a problem. You get down the alleyway and eventually you see that same group walking back towards you, but you don't see the man with the bloody face. And you see they just kind of step out of the side and they just kind of shake their oh, heads where, you. Hey, where'd he go? Some people just can't handle what? Where'd he go? Who? The the guy. Oh, uh, we got him into a cab. The the he's he's got a bad gash. We sent him we sent him to a med center. uh,
1: uh which which one?
0: Uh, I, I, I don't know what the cab will, wherever, wherever the cab is, whatever's open.
1: Okay. Uh, and she's going to try and flag down a cab to try and go to the same med center.
0: Okay. Flag down a cab, you go to the med center, get inside. You are drunk. I want you to remember you were drinking yeah. for, for three hours. Three hours. You are drunk. So you're in the cab, you get out of the cab The they go say, Hey,
1: Hey, Hey. He oh, kind of yeah, points yeah, the yeah, meter. Yeah. yeah, and and she comes back to pay. Once you was, come back, you pay. What was I doing?
0: I don't know. You said medicine. You look well. Your teeth are. Oh terrible. yeah, my
1: teeth. Oh, and she's gonna go into the med bay to get my treat. My teeth. Okay,
0: treated. so you go in. You get strange looks as you go through here and there, but eventually we'll say your teeth as at some point the real reason why you got here. It sort of starts to fade from memory. Yeah. Yeah. And we will move over then finally to Lawton Stone. What is Lawton Stone doing? He's had a rough day.
5: Yeah, he has. Um, I'm going to do some narration and feel free to interrupt me when the roll comes up or you think I'm doing something that uh, wouldn't quite work. Okay. But Lawton Stone would head home where he has his second office basically he opens the door you see his uh really crappy apartment but it's just stacked with files and paperwork uh the vid screen is already on it looks like another black and white movie is starting but he doesn't even look at it yet and he just with a purpose he goes into one of the back rooms and just starts like rifling through a closet in the very back of the closet he finds an old suitcase, like one of the leather rectangular suitcases. He pulls it out, uh, puts it on his bed, un- unclasps it, opens it up, and you see a police uniform, a badge, police-issued uh, gun, and uh, just sorts of odds and ends. But everything looks like it's from like a generation before. It's an old police uniform. It's the previous style badge, so on. He closes it back up, brings it out to the living room, uh, and just kind of slams it on the table and just stares at it for a bit. Uh, An uncomfortably long time, he's just staring at this. And then he looks up at the video that's playing. It's another Humphrey Bogart film. It's Dark Passage. And it's the point where Humphrey Bogart just escaped from San Quentin, and he's in the back of that station wagon with Lauren Bacall driving. And the police officer is, like, searching the back of the station wagon, trying to uh, just check for if she's helping a prisoner escape or not. Humphrey Bogart's hiding. He pulls his hand back as the police officer is, like, padding through. And something about this just makes Lawton furious. And he flips over the coffee table that has the, the paperwork... The suitcase, everything goes flying. It hits the vid screen. It might turn off or at least uh, go askew. And he sees a flask has flown out of the suitcase and falls on the floor. And just in a huff, he grabs the flask and immediately leaves the apartment and starts heading towards the nearest so, bar, one I'm of his favorite places to go.
0: Before you leave, uh, ever so slightly, just just before you leave. You get the flask. You have it up. Your vid screen got turned. You, you, you see like I'm not sure if like the I, I doubt like it's gonna get cracked, but it gets turned. Maybe it gets knocked over. And you hear that like, and you know you probably know the, the movie, uh, not necessarily by heart, but pretty close to it. You know, yeah. But you hear a voice. You hear. What'd you go and do that for? And you look down at the screen. And Humphrey Bogart is staring directly at the screen, like fourth wall breaking, eyes locked on you. What'd you go and do that for? It's your own stuff. Is it even real? You're asking the wrong questions. Am I real? Kid, of course you're real. Don't be ridiculous. You see like he pulls out a cigarette at that point out of nowhere, just from off screen flame lights up, but everything else is black and white. And that flame just goes really, really bright orange red. And you just sort of kind of get a little, your eyes kind of start to sting a little bit, get a little watery. And like you can, you can see him still, but it's starting to fade a little bit. And you hear him say, as it's starting to fade away, wake up a second later we see bonstone waking up on his couch flask in hand tv still askew table still upended things all over the place and it's maybe the very end the last scene of dark passage and then the credits start to roll Cannot flee this apartment fast enough.
5: Uh Just trying to get out. I won't even lock the door behind me as I'm just trying to get away.
0: So the last thing we see is Lawden flying out his door, slamming it behind. Maybe it closes. Maybe it doesn't. And that is where we will end for tonight. All right. Nice. Awesome.
4: Okie dokie. Wow. We've got some questions. I mean, do you, do I think you guys, we have
0: some answers. You
4: guys
0: <laughs> didn't, characters didn't see that. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, let's do some and plugs and get out. You guys doing okay? Everyone all right? Uh, F- Faye, did I understand that correctly? You took, you kept the stuff in your car and you, you like in your spinner and you never gave it over to, uh, yeah. is that right? Okay. So you yeah. still have some of this. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh. Don't be that guy, sore loser. It's a choice. <laughs> it's literally a choice. You can literally just not be that. Uh, so anyhow, uh, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, do our do our credits uh, or do our do our plugs. Excuse me. Uh, tomorrow we got One Ring Second Edition, uh, where uh, we are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. Uh, we are episode fifty three. Is the march towards the end as we try to uh, to help out some folks around Tharbad. Uh, Monday, we are doing some Call of Cthulhu as we are playing horror on the Orient Express. Uh, We are in Paris. Things went really bad at a flea market, an occult flea market. Uh, We'll see if they go any better. Uh, And then Tuesday, Stephen, what do we got? We got Forbidden Lands.
5: Uh, The pack uh, has just uh, started exploring a new town, and uh, they're finding out that they may not have run as far away from this plague as they thought they could. So uh, they're getting into it. They'll see uh, how much trouble they're actually in.
0: I'm ready to go already. Whoops. Let's hop on a boat and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Just leave the whole damn continent, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and then uh, next Friday, we'll be back to Conan, and in two weeks, we'll be back to Blade Runner and see the ramifications of what went down, as although you all have you all have managed to kill the, the suspect, you let an accomplice go, and there are some other little threads, and the question actually... Does the task force continue? You guys were on an ad hoc task force thrown together. Uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens when we come back. Uh, But uh, with that in mind, thank you everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you to all of you that are watching this later on VOD, on YouTube. We really, really do appreciate it. Make sure to follow the channel, subscribe on YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, We are going to raid our good buddies over at uh, Defenders of Cobalt. Are they still up? They are still up. Yeah, they're still up. Uh, They're playing Kids on Bikes tonight. They're doing a special little one shot. Some of their folks are out. So go watch some Kids on Bikes and we'll see you later. Bye bye.
4: Bye. See you.